you find yourself with the same incurable curiosity as us, this is a place for you. This is Spiritual Smorgasbord with Cheyenne and Desiree. Okay, so on today's episode, we have Tammy coming in hot and heavy. Big episode today. Big episode. Um, First and foremost, I like to let you know about the trigger warning in the episode. So if you need to skip over it, we don't need to traumatize anybody. We do talk about a lot of generational trauma, molestation, rape. Childhood abuse. Childhood abuse. A lot lot of tricky, tricky things that trigger a lot of us. Went through a lot of stuff as a child and it grew them into someone who's able to do a lot of stuff uh, metaphysically now. So there's a big story. There's a huge story. Lightworkers, as you know, you go through a lot of traumatic things to heal and go out and help others. So Tammy's story bounces around because we love tree branching together. I call it tree branching. She calls it the white rabbit or the rabbit hole. But it's another notebook worthy story. I I teared up a little bit, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I mean, you might too. So You might too, but I just want to make sure that you guys are safe when you're listening to these stories and we only want to help. We don't yeah. want to hinder your process, but um, Tammy's story is a really big one and it's near and dear to my heart. We have a lot of similarities, so trigger warnings, suicide, molestation, rape, yeah. like just be careful because there is a lot of great stuff in this episode, but I never want to hurt you while you're listening to it. And she's definitely something you're going to, someone you're going to want to get a reading from. Yeah. And she can do it remotely anywhere. So stay tuned. Here's Tammy. Hey, Desiree. Hey, Cheyenne. How's your day? My day is amazing. How's your day? It's always great. It is always great. I started the day with um, going and grabbing my Bahama Mama from Shaping It Up on Tyler Road. You love Shaping It Up on Tyler Road. And Load. <laughs> Tyler Road. And you love their Bahama Mamas. You have those all the time. I do those and the Mermaid's Tail and the, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Sometimes we'll like make flavors together. They had, they did one. It was like a shark week theme. So there's one called shark bite. Oh, was it blue or red? It was both. It was blue and then the top of it was red. Thing? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. then you like add pineapple to it and it's a, oh. oh, it's so good. So like, yeah, we go in and mix and match stuff all the time. Their customer service is out of this world. It's like cheers. They really will remember who you are <laughs> if you keep going in there. Right. Um, I go through punch l- cards like crazy. So I get free drinks all the time. And That's they're nice. like, I walk in, they ask me how my day is, how my life is. They just, I'm really connected to that particular store that's awesome yeah and oh my god i love the bahama mamas well and i really like the way i feel okay so when i drink them i pee all day long which to me it says like it's working it's called flow (laughs) right that's what that is (laughs) okay (laughs) it's a good flow it's a good flow (laughs) but it gives you good energy too oh it's great energy and just great interaction like if you had to like go to work for instance, like if I was a Starbucks person and the person <laughs> who took my drink order like doesn't give a shit about me, isn't making eye contact and you can clearly tell they don't even want to be there because they woke up 15 minutes before their shift. Yeah. You know, which I'm not saying like that's particular to Starbucks. I'm just painting a picture in your head and Starbucks is my example of like right. 
I don't give a fuck about you. Here's your $9 coffee. With so, full of sugar. Full of sugar. As so I then know, I go, personal experience. I go here and this stuff's actually good for me because it's right. like they're selling, I think it's Herbalife yeah, products yeah, that Herbalife. are in it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's delicious. It's good for you. Um, I focus highly on my vitamin intake because I know I have a vitamin deficiency. Mm-hmm. Um, you go in and they're like, dude, what's up? How's your day? What are you doing? Yeah. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm going to work. But yeah. I had to come see you guys because you just give me like such good energy. See, I always get the combo and then like the little shot of like mm-hmm. aloe. Right? Yeah, you can walk in and do that too. I like the protein. Yeah. Because I want to get straight to the tea and yeah. it takes me so long to take the drink the shake. Yeah. That I'm like, my my tea's watered down. I don't like that. And I wanted the tea anyways. Like yeah. I'm joking with myself that I want to do a, a shake and a tea. <laughs> but I'm not like saying, don't go do that. But for me instantly, I'm like, yeah. I want my tea because it, it's like my... My superpower. Yeah. Like, yes, I'm ready to go. So, yeah. Um, you probably missed it, though, when you were in Jamaica. I missed a lot of things when I was in Jamaica, but yeah. my phone died on the second day, and it was the most <sighs> peace. Okay, it might have been peaceful for you, but I went a little crazy, I'll be honest. Oh, my God. We have to tell our friends the story. <laughs> okay, friends. I'm prone to paranoia. We'll just put that on the table. And I found out like how much you really care about me, even though I know how much you care about me. Okay. So check this shit out. Long intro, right? Sorry. So, uh, I go to Jamaica with my husband for our anniversary trip. It was amazing. My husband's amazing. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Right. And Jamaica's amazing. And Jamaica's amazing. So we're going to get into that too. But on my second day, my phone like refused to charge and basically quit working. So I just shut it off and was like, I'm done. But before I should have like text Desiree and like, let her know like, Hey, my phone's phone's fucking up. I don't have one. Not going to be able to talk to you this whole time. Bye. And I didn't do that. So like 48 hours later, I'm like really deep into my Jamaica trip and I can feel Desiree like worrying or like we haven't talked or you know I put myself in her shoes and I'm like I know that I would have texted Desiree and been like did you make it is everything good so I turned my phone back on with like 25 percent and I have messages on messenger I have text messages like shit on TikTok like any fucking way she could think to try to get a hold of me she was like maybe if I send her a TikTok she'll read the TikTok and reply So I see this uh, message on Facebook Messenger and it's like, hey, I just really need you to like, let me know you made it. Let me know everything's okay. I know I'm super paranoid, but it's just weird that I haven't talked to you and you didn't let me know you were there. Like, if you don't reply to this message by this certain time, I'm going to reach out to Landon. Yeah. I'm like, me not calling Landon to make sure you're not dead. Yeah. So then on, (laughs) so on top of like, keep in mind, I'm on a beach smoking a very nice decriminalized blunt (laughs) and they they just brought me some water and I might might have had a couple rum pineapples rum punch and um Desiree's at home in Wichita and she's like typing into Google like (laughs) tourists found dead in Jamaica in the last three days okay anyone has yeah has anybody been kidnapped off the island how often are people kidnapped in Jamaica okay yeah like Um, she just went what down is there dude okay what could i call the parents who is it that i can contact you know what landon should i check with landon would landon have set this up in order to avoid divorce what oh my god stop (laughs) this is where my brain went but i'm cutting i know but i'm like (laughs) we're fucking done here and then i was like no there's there's a reasonable explanation there's a really reasonable explanation for all of this which is my phone (laughs) literally like died (laughs) and so then i just put my phone down and i'm like you're gonna wait 48 hours and 
you're going to wait 48 hours. That's what you're going to do. You're going to wait. You cannot call the Jamaican police. That's where I was going. I know. And it's adorable (laughs) and I appreciate it. So I turned my phone on and I messaged Desiree immediately because I feel like I should have known better. Right. (laughs) Like I know you. I should have let you know. And um, so as a lesson for both of us, I was like, hey, my phone's not working. I don't think it's going to work the whole time I'm here. Yeah, I have Landon's phone, like, if you need me. But, you know, my bad. It's really cute that you miss me, by the way. Um, you never tell you miss me when I'm in Wichita. I have to, I I have to literally. You. I don't miss you. Yeah, I have to fly to another country where you think you'll never talk to me again. And then you're like, this is how I really feel. So, yeah, then what I heard from you and I'm like, okay, crisis averted. Have fun. Talk to you later. Bye. Yeah. And like it was done, like we both felt released from the situation. But besides (laughs) that funny little tidbit. So um, I want to tell you all about going to Bob Marley's mausoleum. Um, This is the second time that I visited it. But that is one of the excursions that we went to when we were there. And um, I love Jamaica so much. I'm pretty sure that I really need to like put my pictures on a lot of our social media and show people like the culture and all of that. Um, I don't know if you can travel there right now because I just found out that like all the employees in the airport also went on strike like last week. Yeah. So like all flights were Is canceled. Still going on? I don't know. I haven't looked into it. I'm just yeah. glad that we flew back a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but either way, uh, there's an amazing culture there. And if you don't know like Bob Marley's story, I'm super passionate about talking to people about his story um, just because of um, the nine mile that his family still owns and shares his story. Um, He had this like little house in this like rock outside and he would like meditate and lay there and he would like dream like all of us has dreamed before. And like, what are we here for? What is going on? What is my impact? How can I do this? Can I really live these dreams that I want to live? And um, like I, all the same questions that Bob Marley had are all the same questions that I had. And he's definitely 10 times more popular in his death than he ever was in his life, even though he was obviously popular. But even um, when you think about like, what do you want to leave the world when you leave? Like what impact do you want to do? I don't think that he realized how important his work was or what he was doing for making people happy and you know, really expressing the message of like one love and we're all connected. And he still talked about truth, you know, in his message. He still talked about the anger, but a lot of his songs started up in this house that you can go see on this rock that you can sit on yourself. And it really just ties a lot of things together for me. Um, Another reason I like talking about it is because uh, the only time that people on top of this mountain get um, American money is when people choose to go do these excursions. And the exchange rate for our money to Jamaican is just ridiculous. So if you ever travel over there, like don't exchange your money because your American dollar is going to go a lot further for that Jamaican family than it ever could converting it to their currency. So anybody that ever visits, I'm like, please, for the love of God, break it down to ones and fives. Do not take advantage of the people because, yeah, they'll take anything they want for like a necklace. And, um, just like, keep in mind, like a dollar cannot buy us shit in America right now. you like, you mm-hmm. might be able to get like a piece of gum at a cute little store, <laughs> but like a dollar there could feed like a family of like five plus. I don't even know. Like, it's amazing. Um, the impact that you can actually have while still just being a tourist and helping. Mm-hmm. And especially, you know, um, one of our friends, Smokey who's the guy who was rolling the blunts for me the whole time. Um, (laughs) I met him last time and I didn't know if I was ever going to see him again because we had always talked about how we're going to grow weed on Mount Zion together. Um, 
and I saw him again and we hung out the whole time and he told me what the island was like during COVID and you know how bad it was the resort was shut down for almost a year and a half there was nobody and there was no money coming and there was no money coming in I'm not just talking about like business money I'm talking about you buying that bracelet that trinket off that guy on the beach right and you're like oh he's got the life he sits on a beach all day and sells jewelry I'm like he's literally scraping by to go find something to like feed his family this isn't fun you know like this is his livelihood so really just diving in like way far past like I'm a tourist I want and I want to check it out um, I just think that there's a responsibility that a tourist should have going to technically a third world country and not just being like oh the resort was fun it's great it's beautiful there because we always leave the resort like we go we go off and see these places that you know like yeah you're technically not allowed to leave the resort like employees can't take you off and show you a real bar in Jamaica because you could be a target. Right. So it's built to keep you safe. That's why you have people driving you there and from. I'm not trying to scare anybody, but these parameters are put in place to keep us safe so we can experience their culture with also saying safe. So Bob Marley's was a big thing. We also went to Dunn's River Falls. Um, Like I said, I sat on the beach most of the time and talked to Smokey because he's so educated on the culture. I was trying to find herbs that I could bring back for Tiffany Hoosier. I wasn't able to do that because trying to get herbs back from a foreign country that are not labeled and dehydrated properly is completely illegal. (laughs) They do get upset with you. Um, So... Uh, I've only, I've been to Jamaica three times, three different areas. Like I said, in the previous episode, um, we stayed at the Bahia Principe resort, which was like our honeymoon resort. So it's on the higher end of things, but it's my honeymoon. So we're going to splurge. And we just fell in love with the people in the area that it's really hard for us to want to go stay anywhere else. Cause when we go back, we, we recognize people and we like, they've had kids, we've had kids. It's just so beautiful. Um, and I have to share all of my experiences with you. So please go check (laughs) out all of my friends in Jamaica and give them as much money as you can afford to give on your vacations because it goes such a long way. Yeah. And don't even get me started on the island music. Caribbean music. (laughs) Mm, Beautiful. That's that's it. That's my Jamaica thing. That's amazing. I'm so glad that you had a good time. I know. And I'm, I'm so glad you were safe. <laughs> yeah, that was really funny. You freaking out, and then I kind of felt bad. But yeah, that was great. No, you shouldn't have felt bad. I I'm prone to paranoia, so it was a good lesson for me to yeah, stop. Yeah, we, we're all going through. <laughs> lessons. But I'm going to still. <laughs> but today's episode is not about Jamaica, Desiree's paranoia, or. Whatever else we just talked about the last 12 minutes and 37 seconds. Um, So, uh, oh my goodness. I still struggle with how I want to introduce you because you're so powerful. But give me a minute. I'll try to figure something out. Um, So, Tammy is coming on today. She is a dear friend of mine that has been fast coming. And we met um, a few months ago at an alternative and holistic healing fair hosted in Wichita, Kansas. One of our friends had a booth there, and she asked both of us to come and be her helpers. Well, Chantel. Chantel, yeah. yeah. One of our about? friends that You guys know. know Chantel? Yeah. She's also a kick-ass crystal dealer. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Wait, before I get started, Desiree, do you want to tell everybody what you've decided to branch off into? Uh, another thing that I've decided to branch off into besides tarot and clothing and blah, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah and all the other things you want to be successful at. <laughs> we are a multifaceted creator and uh, uh, artist. Well, because I didn't have enough to do already. Um, I've decided 
mostly because I found some stuff and I was like, my gosh, I have to have Spit that. it out. What are you doing? Crystals. Okay. Crystals. I'm doing crystals. Yes. Yeah. And they're amazing. We've and been unboxing crystals for weeks and <sighs> she still won't stop buying them. Well, it's because I see crystals I've never seen before. I understand that. And I'm like, if I've never seen them before, it, there's a chance that nobody else has ever seen them before. And so I have to get them and make them available for everybody else to yes. purchase them and have them because they're beautiful and crystals are amazing. Yeah, I'm really excited for so, that. So, yeah, coming so to that's an what Etsy you're store near you. Soon. Yeah. Yeah, so I want to say that because everybody needs to see these crystals we've been unboxing they're the last amazing. several weeks. Yeah. But back to the alternative, alternative and holistic healing here. fair. So I want to set the scene for you guys. I'm in Chantel's hotel room. I'm waiting for Tammy to arrive. And Chantel has already um, warned me that I will fall in love with Tammy immediately when she walks in the door. <laughs> we are on the same wavelength. She's like, um, she just like kind of woke up. So she's like super powerful. Like I've never seen power like this before. And I was like, yes, awakening stories. Like, let's do it. I was like, how like, how like vulnerable is she going to be with me? Like, do I got to like work on her a bit? Or is she going to be like, bam, I'm Tammy. I'm here. <laughs> and she's like, bam, I'm Tammy. I'm here. <laughs> Tammy walks in the door and immediately we're like, oh my God like we just recognize each other start talking immediately cutting each other off can't stop like we're freaking vibing then we go we start we get everything set up the festival starts and I know that she is a reader I I can't like sense like how powerful she is yet or like in the midst of like what did you just wake up two days ago? Like, how has this kind of been <laughs> happening? So in between working, we're telling each other stuff, but I'm watching the way that she's interacting with other people and she's reading things that, um, <laughs> you usually like don't get from readers. That's the base thing. Like she wasn't using any divination tools. She wasn't using that. She was using body language, eye contact and her connection with the divine. And, um, I was floored in her presence and I was like, I get to be with you for 72 hours and you just technically like woke up to coin the term and like you're about to tell me everything about everybody in this room, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so um, we ended up, she ended up being asked if she could do readings at our table. So we named it um, what you need to know now because like you'll sit down in front of her and she will pull things out of your head that one, you don't want to talk to anybody about but she'll give you like guidance on quantum leaping your bullshit. And after these like 72 hours, I was like, you and me forever. Like call me, text me, whatever you need. And then I had to bring her on today because everybody needs a Tammy in their life. <laughs> so please help me welcome Tammy. Yes. I feel like I should be clapping and yes. cheering right now. Yes, Yay! I know. That's that's kind of a big introduction to come into. I'm like, oh my gosh, feed my human side ego. Yeah. Just do it. So by the way, if you're thinking of the movie Tammy, of where she tries to resuscitate the deer, yeah, that would be me. My father saw that movie 30 seconds in and was like, this is you. Is it Melissa McCarthy? Oh my God, absolutely. See? Absolutely. Right and I've already thought that, but I wasn't going to bring it up. No, it's fine. My no, dad she's, called me. She's absolutely one of my favorite actresses anyways. But yeah, he's like, yeah, when, I, do when I met you, I was like, yeah, that's that's your friend that shits in a bridesmaid's dress in the middle of the street <laughs> and buys a bunch of puppies. <laughs> and I've been looking for one of those for a long time. So I just want you to know that. 
Uh, I manifested you. Minus is shitting in a bridesmaid's dress. That has never happened. But buying a lot of puppies has. I mean, never say never. We're from the country. That's That's what you do. You buy a bunch of puppies. That's right. And you just breed them. Hi, girls. How are you today? We're doing great. Yeah. So um, I had to have you on because I think your story is amazing and powerful. Um, But before I get to the dead people and the dimensions and all of the wonderful help that you've done, I really, really want you to start telling me about, um, you know, like your childhood and the universe breadcrumbing you and all those times that you felt crazy before you like really, really realized that you were crazy. <laughs> okay, so I was going to You know say, what I'm saying. Crazy, gifted, and crazy like, I'll take you out if I have to, if you fuck with my kid. Yeah, I'm both of those. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, mama <laughs> yeah, bear for sure. I totally get it. <laughs> right. Um, but I mean, like, let's go back to your childhood because I know we have some generational trauma that was introduced at a supremely young age. Yes. So, so. I'm basically going to let you just take it away. And then interject randomly when a tree branch pops up. Okay, that works. And I'm going to ask lots of questions. Go ahead. Okay. Um, My childhood was shit. I mean, if you go back through and look at, I know that's kind of just a blah statement, but before I start explaining it, I want people to know that I did not grow up in Sunshine and Roses. Um, I grew up with... And ahead. when you say that, it's not like normal every day I didn't have sunshine and roses. Like, my parents made me go to bed and have to eat my vegetables kind of stuff. Like, like qualify that because you really had, like, not just no sunshine and roses, but like you were the shit under the sunshine and roses. That is true. I was the fertilizer for your sunshine and roses. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, I was... I've just recently found out that I am a product of possible rape um, Mm. because I've seen, go ahead. I want to break down why that's important for someone to know. Go ahead. So when you think about obviously the energetic conception and the traumatic event that had to happen for that baby, like that baby started in a like volcano Mm -hmm. instead of like how we want babies to be made is on like honeymoons and unconditional love and mutual exchange of energy um but i just had another friend uncover the same thing in her like generational trauma her womb and her heart issues and it's really powerful stuff to be able to one talk about it so thank you so much for bringing it up and two understanding the chemical levels that you're from the jump giving this baby so i thought you were saying you just discovered that you may have been raped when you were younger you're saying you were conceived as rape possibly when you were young when yes. you were conceived it was so my mother i don't know who my biological father is okay. and i have seen my biological mother one time since i was nine i'm 38 years old now okay so looking at her and asking who's my dad and literally a woman just bawling okay so i've been raped I know that pain. Mm-hmm. I know how you can't talk. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of you add it up together. That's why I said possible because I don't want to mislead anybody. But me allegedly, me, allegedly, okay, that happened. But the thing that also besides what Cheyenne said about it was we have to realize as women we carry our eggs in us. So yeah. as my mother was carrying me, I my eggs were in her, to which were in her. Mm-hmm. And that all started from pain. Mm-hmm. 
This is why I believe I was born in Aries. Aries is fire sign and a lot like gold. You have to heat it up to form it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I believe I was an Aries. That's why I believe my soul chose to be an Aries this life was because it knew what path I chose to take before I was here. So there's that. Then my dad, who's not my biological dad, but he said, hey, I'm going to put my name on the birth certificate. I got wonderful grandparents, wonderful grandparents, rocks, you know, very strong Christians, though. So, of course, me being an Aries, have to buck the system somewhere. <laughs> you know, God love those people for real. So a couple questions. Your your mother um, gave you up. Is it at birth? No. 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 My mom had five kids by five different man, men and raised one. Okay. She just gave her kids up. Okay, so did you ever know your mother growing, your biological mother growing up? Up until I was nine for a little bit, yeah. Okay. And then one time, and it's, it's, you know, I've shed some pain and some hurt. She said, shed some pain and some hurt. So it might be time for us to retransition, but I just wanted to know why no contact. I'm not asking you why you didn't make it to my basketball games because my dad didn't make it to my basketball games, but my brother did. My brother made it to this, but my dad and my mom didn't. And we're not going to talk about my stepmom yet. That's that's a whole different little segment. Yeah. I, I, so I was just trying to kind of put my brain around um, of your biological family. Who was around you growing up? Nobody. Okay. And so who was it that was raising you? Um, Myself and Joel, my brother. Um, at a young, young age, it was my grandparents because my, so like I said, my biological mother had five children, five different men, and she only raised one. My oldest sister, her and I are becoming closer. Her name's Carla, just like my stepmom. So we're going to call her Carla A because she's awesome. <laughs> and her last name's Arnold. <laughs> well, actually, it's Clampett now. We're not going to talk about that because I'll just make a bunch of bad jokes. <laughs> um. Anyways, my sister was bounced off to her dad, who was a heroin addict, which she just found out passed away. She just found out her biological father passed away, and she didn't know. Mm. Then there was my brother, Aaron, who my mother gave to his disabled father and his grandparents and Aaron has nothing to do with any of us. We, I've hired private investigators and dude bounces around so we can't find him. Mm. Um, then there was me. Then there was my little brother, Tommy, which that would have been my dad. That would have been his actual only biological child. And when you say dad, the one who raised you. Yes. Okay. The one whose name's on my birth certificate. Okay. He's my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, And then there was my sister, Carrie, which my sister, Carrie, was the product of my mother cheating on my father with his best friend. So this is how it went. Knew nothing was going on. I remember going to, like, VBS. I remember spending this time with my grandparents. I remember being at home with my parents. But then I remember also coming home and us having no electricity, us having no water. My mom not being there, not knowing where she was at. And I'm talking, I'm not even in, I'm just at kindergarten at this point. And we're living in Oaklawn in Wichita, Kansas. And 
my dad would get so drunk that he would actually send us, me and my sister, who's seven years older than me, to walk to the store to buy him cigarettes. I'm in kindergarten, and I'm walking through where you see drug use on the corner. Yeah, for people not familiar with Oaklawn and Wichita, it's it's not an amazing part of town. We'll just say that. You don't let children go walk there at that age, not or if, ever. Not really if you value your children very yes. much. Especially in the late 80s. Yeah. <laughs> Cocaine was a thing, people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the theft of children's a thing. Yeah. Um, Crack is a thing <laughs> in the 80s. Right. Very much so. Especially on the street that you're walking down to grab a pack of smokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the reason why my father turned to drinking like that, he's always been a partier. Mm-hmm. His theory in life is I would rather fade out. No, I'd rather. Uh, is it a Kurt Cobain quote that you're about to do? No, it's not. It's a Frank Darbra quote. Just like sympathies okay. between shit and syphilis. <laughs> In the dictionary. Like, my dad was great. Totally fucked up, but he was great. He was. Um, anyways. I love the compassion you hold for this man. It's. it's I do. It's uh, powerful. Well, like, how can you not? How can you not have compassion towards somebody that is literally so fucking ate up? That's the life advice they give you. Sympathy is between shit and syphilis in the Webster Dictionary. Like, that's the pep talk I got. That is called an idol and an anti-idol. Decide which one he is for you. Uh, he's not an idol for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do not idolize that. There's but people that I've met too where I just look at them and go, don't do what they did and you're going to be fine. Exactly. Don't do that. But at the same time, he did step up and take care of you. That's where I'm saying. That's where yeah. my respect comes in and that's where yeah. my love comes in. And as I get a little bit more into my story, I'll tie in how I can actually just kind of be like, <laughs> joke it yeah. off. Yeah. So I mean, at a time when there was no one, there was at least that. Well, even if it was not amazing, that's true. And like yeah. you have to look at it that way, but you also have to love people where they're at. Yeah, yeah. And as you shed your shit, sometimes you got to realize you went through some of your shit because you repeated what they did, so you yeah. can understand why they did what they did. Yeah. Absolutely. So, anyways, he at the time that my father became a raging alcoholic and literally just we were left to our own demise no water sometimes no electricity no nothing his only child had actually died mm-hmm. he was born with an autoimmune disease do not i cannot even say the name it's like 20 it's like all the letters of the alphabet times 2 right and there my um sister knows but He'd been through some shit himself, and he grew up in a... My my grandparents are great people, but they're very strong, judgmental Christians. Mm-hmm. You know, if the Bible doesn't say it, it's not right. Right. Which is total bullshit. So if any of you are thinking like, oh, maybe I don't believe my preacher dad, you're probably exactly right to feel that way. Anyways, off of the squirrel tangent. <laughs> um, so that was about kindergarten. I remember we got evicted from this home in Oaklawn. Um, I also remember my dad, my my grandparents had taken us by that point because my grandpa was like, why do these children in bed at five and why is there no electricity and why can't I flush the toilet? So they took us and they raised us. Mm-hmm. Thank they, God for grandparents that do that. Oh, yes. And thank God for grandparents that give the parents time to get their shit together. Mm-hmm. So after that. I mean, if they ever do, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Yes. 
They were given time. Mm-hmm. So they kind of got their shit together and they proved to my grandparents like, hey, we can raise the two girls. Like we can do this. They let them like have us on weekends and they let us. Then we'd go back to grandma and grandpa's. Well, then they decide because my dad got drunk and went and stole all of his motorcycles back from this house in Oakland. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I was just like, oh, dad got his motorcycles back. Had no idea what was going on. And then the cops show up and I'm like, oh, why is dad going to jail? He was just riding his motorcycle. Right. It turns out he had 80 pounds of Quaaludes <laughs> taped under the bottom of the bike. With Frank Darbo, well, I would not doubt that whatsoever at all, period, point blank. Like, like he there's is a, a legend in that area. Of Colombian Bam Bam underneath your car. Cops are coming. What are you going to do? You're just going to ride it out, buddy. You're just going to go with the flow. So <laughs> after that, we moved up to Wasika, Minnesota. Mm. Lived in Minnesota a bit. <laughs> so sometimes I get that little bit of yeah you fast do that makes that makes sense that makes and then sense the, soda. the soda I was wondering where that came from in your accent especially because you'll pull some fucking southern shit out in the middle of Kansas <laughs> I know I will we'll it's... be on her porch and all of a sudden she's just talking like this I'm like where the fuck are you from Tammy I'm from everywhere <laughs> what over. is going on I'm, I'm all, all over. over I don't know yeah. if you guys know this I was but southern is my favorite accent ever <laughs> like if you walk up to me with the twang in your voice you could be a serial killer and I'm your next victim I have no radar of danger when they're like hey baby come this way you can sit wherever you want come on sweet darling come, come on baby on you want some here. oh come here. you want some sweet tea honey <laughs> yes seriously you like one scoop or two it's the reason I probably never moved to the South. That's probably I'm like, I'm going to get killed here. Mm-hmm. I love all of you. Mm-hmm. You're like, can you just say that again? It's like my, like one of my best friends, her mom is from England. And so I'm like, say oh, fuck. God. And she's like, no. And I'm like, just say it. No. And she's all, fuck. And I'm like, yes. Because it just sounds so great. Anyways, can we get back on track now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do shit. Tell your story, man. Yeah, you're good. You're totally good. Anyways, uh, we moved up to Minnesota. Parents got it their shit together. Um, then my mother cheated on my father with his best friend. His name is Bab. Got cheated on anybody? It's Bab. Mother or stepmother? Biological mother. Okay. At this point, she's still in my life because okay. I'm in first grade. Okay. So she cheated on my dad with Bab. I got to say it like that because he kind of looks like a goat in the face. <laughs> yeah, but he's not greatest of all times. So he's bab. a fucking dick. Is that what you want? Yeah, bab. bab. Um, and then my dad left Minnesota, and I was a daddy's girl, though. My dad could do no wrong. Like, I was the little girl out there taking my shirt off to work on the vehicles with him. Um, and Tomboy. Oh, all the way. Mm-hmm. And it was very, very hard to, at such a young age, to try and process what my dad was going through losing his child. Mm-hmm. And as a parent now, I can't imagine that pain, especially raising children that are not your own. Right. As your own. Yeah. Working two jobs to provide for your son that has to have a special formula mm-hmm. and then losing him. I can't, being a parent, I can't imagine what either one of those two faced. It's a lot of pain. So, I mean, like, through understanding that pain, I obviously, as I joke about, I don't know how you have this compassion. I understand where your understanding of the compassion yeah. that you hold for them. Um, My compassion comes from the simple fact is, is that the universe and spirit does not give me anything more than that I can't handle. It's very, very cliche. But all these people are like, 
oh my gosh, this is just so horrible and let's just live in this. What is the point? What yeah. is the point of living in your past? Mm-mm. Yeah. What is the point? Where's your power? Get your power back. That's yeah. the whole point of this journey is to get our power back. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck that. And if I expect you to forgive me, you to forgive me, him to forgive me, people to understand me, I have to give that Mm -hmm. or I can't receive it. Mm -hmm. That's why I believe there's a lot of shit going on today that is so misconcepted because you start with hate. So you're, you're, you're invalid. If you want me to understand you, then understand me. Mm -hmm. So that's where my compassion comes from. And that's been years of. Well, I first I thought did Christian counseling and that totally fucked me up and even more made me feel like a whore. <laughs> and then, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, if you have premier, I just need you to bed. build a list really quick. We could not go into each of these individual stories of how what fucked you up because you have three seasons worth. So you better like list Christian camp, a bitchy stepmom. You know, an abusive ex-husband, a rape around 18. Like, let's just prove the fact that light workers go through the thickest, heaviest fucking shit. Like, soul contract-wise, you're like, yeah, I want to do all these. I want the quickest evolution possible, so I'm going to go through all of these in my life. I'm Jim Carrey and the rhino people. Yeah. It's hot in these rhinos. Yeah. Now, you were telling me some stories about your stepmom. I mean... I know we want to speed this up a little bit. We have to. Yeah, we have to. Yeah. But your your stories about your stepmom were horrendous. They they are horrendous. Um, yeah. But she also was self-medicating with methamphetamines. And it's yeah. before they knew anything about being bipolar. Mm-hmm. So people Or are, the effects of meth on people. Because like that was never a bright and shiny advertisement until Adderall came into play. I know. I have to have Adderall to sleep. But I mean, you didn't even tell me the full story about your stepmom. And like just the energy around like three words of the story of your stepmom invaded my energy space and i was just like of your creepy ass (sighs) stepmom um let's see how do yes look you just gotta get you just gotta just take it for what it is because her name was carla quit saying names I can't. I can't Mm -mm. quit saying names i can't you have to (laughs) i have to because we're on the air you have to. Okay, I'll stop And you have to it. say allegedly since allegedly. you brought their name into it. That's allegedly. why I'm saying quit saying names. Allegedly. We'll beep them. We'll put yeah. some music over I'm it. I'm not yeah. doing that editing. <laughs> then don't do the editing. Okay, so allegedly this wonderful, wonderful broken person liked to call nine-year-olds cunts <laughs> and be like, oh my God, you're a cunt because you won't call me mom. Um, she She was fucked up. I took a lot of it. Um, there was a lot of rage and jealousy and anger and pain towards me, allegedly, because I said her name. Um, my brother, who's my brother, which if I haven't said his name, I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> Anyways, there was an alleged night, because I gave both of my parents' his names, um, that they were going after each other with guns. Mm. And he slept in the middle of my hallway and that's how I got a brother you know no matter what life has brought me through I've always had somebody there I'm protected and it took me a lot of years of trying to self-cope self-medicate you know drug use 
anger. Like, I would punch you in the face because I didn't like your face. So I was going to rearrange it. And it wasn't because I didn't like your face. It's because I didn't like myself. I didn't like life. My goal was to die by the time I was 25. Isn't that crazy? That sounds so familiar. It's like a story I've heard somewhere before. Yeah, for Yeah, real. we both had the same, like, <laughs> oh, dude, I was out of here at 25, like, right. premeditated from the age of, like, 20. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm fucking doing it. She's like, me too. And I was like, no, seriously. And she's like, no, seriously, let me tell you my story. No, but I was for real. Yeah, but yeah. I'm like, I was for real. She's like, no, I was for real. So the 25 really, like, yeah. Mine I, was I get 17, I made it. 17, I made that choice. I'm like, fuck this. I would just hand you my keys and my cash. And I'll be like, here, I'm just going to go jump off this bridge. Bye. Now Bye. I'm like, oh, my God, I'll probably need it depends because I'll pee myself. I've had children now. <laughs> if I were to do that. <laughs> That's a true story, people. Having children, you know, it's relatable. It is. It is Mm -hmm. relatable. Um. Anyways, my stepmom. That's a totally different kind of trauma. Yeah. That we don't have enough time in this episode for. Mm -mm. So, have you learned any lessons from the trauma? Because I'm sure there's plenty of people that have the same type of trauma that we're talking about here that we're not trying mm-hmm. to go too deep into because it's freaking heavy and you're right yeah. it could be a whole season but like pick out like one or two lessons that you got from this trauma that evolved you positively into the person you are today and propelled you to be a better person moving on um the trauma taught me that you have to sometimes be okay with the unknown you have to be okay not to have the right answer because your right answer is not theirs. And either I can live my life miserable or I can live my life the best that it can be and I can be human and I can shed the shit and I can be free. Um, it taught me that no matter what, I will rise from anything, anything. You are the lotus flower. I am. I have the tattoo. It's given to me by my brother. <laughs> I'm not saying his name, so I don't have to say alleged. <laughs> it was allegedly you gotta drop to me by that. my brother. You gotta <laughs> drop, drop that it. right now. <laughs> drop it. Okay, so it. we've gotten through the father, the stepmother. Um, do you have like breadcrumbs that you can remember from being a kid? Whether like, oh, is that person really there? Is that person not? Why do I hear voices in my head? Why do I know things past the evolution of my age? Um, a lot of my childhood, I'm just getting back because I blocked it out. Absolutely. I don't remember my childhood. And so I get little bits and pieces, but things that come to me now were comforts from back then. Like there was a little boy from this. We lived at Deer Lake Estates in Wichita. It's a trailer park. Mm -hmm. And I remember always playing with change and a ball. Well, come to find out like one of the souls I helped cross over was actually a little boy that would play with a red ball and he died from choking on change Mm. so that was a spirit that had came in at one of the most at the start of my trauma and was there with me to just be like hey what's up how you doing but I don't remember it But now that as I go through and I do, I guess it's called regression. Mm -hmm. I don't fucking know. Mm -hmm. I don't go by labels. You're like, I'm not trained in it. I just do it. That's No, (laughs) that's exactly right. Like I have, I listen to like your guys' podcast to get knowledge about what I already know. 
Mm-hmm. And then to go on and build from that. And I am not lying to you. Like Akashic reading, I didn't even know what the hell that was until after I gave like five of them. And someone's like, hey, you're doing Akashic readings. I'm like, that's what this is? Okay. That person was me, Tammy. I know. It really was. It was. <laughs> <Tell you. laughs> it was. I was like, do you know where you're pulling your information from yet? Like, where are you at? And you're like, no, I'm literally just like... I, I, I see it. I do it. Yeah. I'm like, who's above my head right now? And then she said exactly who was above my head. I was yeah. like, just checking. Yeah. <laughs> just checking. Yeah. She's like, are we here? Are we here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe you watched me jump some timelines too. Yeah. Which again, like we don't want to lose anybody trying to figure out where your story is at right now. I don't because know. I want, I want them to, I need the relatability of, Everybody wakes up a different way. Yeah. And the way that you woke up is a way that a lot of people not only are claiming on TikTok and all their social medias, but they're reaching out in a very desperate dark night of the soul. Do I go to a mental clinic because I'm seeing all this stuff that I've only seen in movies and I am society trained that this isn't possible for me to happen? And, oh my God, this is actually real. This is the real. This is the fake. Right, because when Cheyenne was telling me about you, she was like, you woke up all at once. And my first thought was, how does someone know that I'm waking up and I have these gifts and I'm not, and it's not just that I'm insane and I'm crazy and I need to go to a hospital. Yeah, like (laughs) you said it perfectly. You're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is the acid or meth coming back into my system and like messing with me? Like this isn't (laughs) metaphysical. This isn't spiritual. Right. This is, Yeah. So, but I think it's important because like, there's so many people that say like, this is a gateway. This is a gateway. Trauma is a gateway to any vice, anything that you're trying to cover up. So like when you think about like your habits and your addictions, I don't talk about them derogatory. Like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. No, like you reached out to that to cover something up and either forget it and you don't want to heal it. So when you peel the layers of your habits or your vices back, this is where like, oh my God, I did have a childhood. It was a shitty childhood, but holy shit, this is what happened here. And you get to elevate yourself out of the emotional code that you've lived your life in and you get to observe from a higher perspective and you like you get to clock into your higher self and view those traumatic and you don't feel them anymore you observe them to understand the lesson because if you don't understand the lesson you're going to do that again that's going to happen to you again because you didn't get the lesson out so that's one of the biggest things that I noticed about her is in our conversation she would be like this is what just happened to me today. And because I went through this experience of running into this woman in a gas station and reading, doing this, she goes, I understand that she's a mirror for me, even though like I was able to give her this bit of information. She was a mirror for me for something that was going on within myself. Mm -hmm. And she gets it immediately when it comes to her. She's not rolling around in her pity. She's not claiming a six month dark night of the soul. Like this is real what's happening to her. This is textbook 101 human consciousness flowering in front of your face with all the capabilities that we all have us have in us. Mm-hmm. Like they're the clear senses. They're every, every intuition that intricately, intricately connects all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I love building your story up where we're like, you know, from again, a soul contract perspective is what I'm trying to lay out on the table. Like what happened to you to propel you to one, keep going, right? Premeditating your suicide for 25, you turn into, Oh no, I- I'm actually going to do it. You have beautiful children that have still tested 
every <laughs> everything possible. You're a boy mom, which is amazing, but it, it also comes with it's boy mommings. <laughs> oh, yes, boy moms. Yes. Um, you know, I I do have to add this because I had no idea how to cope and heal. I did use drugs. I didn't use drugs because I'm an addict. I use drugs to escape reality because I was able to. I'm the type of person that I could do a shot of meth and I could cough and I'm asleep in an hour. And it's because trauma mimics mental illness. Mm -hmm. I have a focusing problem with my eyes because it's only a case study. They don't even have a name for it because I had things happen at such a young age. I was inappropriately touched. I was, I had innocence taken from me at a young age from a teenager who was supposed to be, we were in their care. Um, to further on being date raped, to the trauma of this. Like, I feel like I'm being nonchalant when I talk about it, but it's really shit that I believe I acquired along the way to reach who the hell I could reach. I can say things to people that most people can't say, and it's because when I talk to them, they feel I've been there. Mm -hmm. They'll tell you, she's real. Like, I will go in a tent city with that person with needles all around them, a prostitute, hand them wipes and be like, hey, what's up? You want to have a cigarette? And hug them. Yeah, but you make them feel human. And a lot of people don't do that. Exactly. That's the and other thing that I love about you. She's like, I stop on the side of the road and help homeless people. I'm like, not a lot of people do that anymore. I'm not scared. Like, it's cool. Like, I will drive down to, like, when I got my new truck. First thing I did, I did get an inheritance and I brought up money to give. It's not my business what they do with it. But if I have an addict that's hurting that needs their fix, do I want them to shake that? Yeah. But I also don't want them to die because their body doesn't have what they've accustomed it to have. So I was a user of drugs to escape the reality to which my soul chose to have so I could have a moment like this. So I could have people be like, oh my God, how did you not eat a bullet? Well, some people pulled the gun out of my hand. <laughs> but also because I wasn't given this life to die like that. Mm -hmm. I wasn't given a life of defeat. And... We all have warriors in us because if not, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be given tasks. We wouldn't be given things to do to get us to where we're going. We would just literally be like the movie Wally, -E, where they just like fly around and just eat chips. <laughs> like some days could totally do that. <laughs> but every day? No. Yeah. Like let's get the blob like formed into like something. <laughs> Like, yeah. like, let's mold this. But like I said earlier, I truly believe I was given the Aries sign. Number one, I have horns. So I'm like, I'm going to push. I'm going to push back. Like, I am not a force to reckon with when it comes to all this unhealthiness. But also, shit's got to go through fire to be heated up to be molded. Like, think about it. When you need bread, the yeast has made it warm. Like, things have to heat up. In order to get to their true point sometimes. That's not everything but me. I had to get heated up. And I feel like when I talk about my story, like I don't even deserve to talk about it because 
I have issues because of it, mm-hmm. but I shed that. And I also tell myself when I'm lying to myself, like going to the casino, I'm like, I'm going to blacklist myself. Somebody said, I thought you weren't going back. I'm like, they're giving me free money because I haven't been going, but I totally lied to myself. <laughs> I totally did. lied to myself. I lied to my, And it made me be real with who I am and be like, okay, you fucked up. Get your ass up and do this because you've been here and you're not. Like out of anybody. I went back home after I was sober for four years. Started smoking weed. Started selling weed when I was 16 so I could have money because my parents would take my money from me. But, so I started selling weed because I took business law so I would know my laws <laughs> whenever I went to leave. Because I literally could kill my stepmother. Like, that was my, like, it was envisioned in me. Like, I will not say it on the air because I was, like, total CSI moment of who the fuck did it. <laughs> so I can't say it. But I saw that, and as much rage as I have in me and as much as a intimidating person I am to some people, I don't like to cause pain because I've felt too much. I've always thought since I've known you that you've been a good person, and um, the struggle between leaving the comfort zone of your past and shedding the consistent layers that you've done and recognizing again like it's the same thing that I experienced I'm like I want to be good and it's actually it's easier for me to be bad because that neuroplasticity has been built up longer as a protective mechanism Mm -hmm. and not necessarily like my intention was to be bad my intention was to protect myself and the only way to do that um, was for me to be like come at me I wish a motherfucker would you know and then now like me candidly going back and peeling my layers like I remember I just want to be good and help people and do good things I love the earth I love the plants I love animals I love helping people if you're going through a hard time I want to be able to help you and I recognize that in yourself but I also recognize that like shadow side of like I wish a motherfucker would because you're not going to push me down I am I can speak for myself I can stand up you can't hit me anymore you can't throw me in the closet And I, I mean, like, I mean, again, we could talk about abuse forever, but we have a lot of similarities where we're like, we understand a lot of the pain that we went through has built us up. We've learned those lessons. And the best part is you recognize when someone is going through that, like direct experience is the best teacher. You understand the paying forward and the unfolding is you and me meeting each other and me being like, We've literally verbatim experienced the same thing, haven't even talked that we have, but I know we have, and that compassion and that heart chakra opens up more, and I'm like, I see you. It's namaste acted out in the 3D world, and these people that are caught up in the midst of these lower vibrations are missing that, and that's another reason I'm like, this is why it's important for you to be here today and talk about all of these things that have fucked you up and explain the lessons. Like we have people maybe listening to us that are putting a needle in their arm. And if you do, like, I love you. I love you. You're not alone, you know. (laughs) I love you. Everybody's going through their own shit. We have no idea like how it's going to impact them. But all of these vulnerable stories are what's going to connect us. Acting like a Stedford wife and you never did any fucking thing wrong isn't going to do anything good. Or building your, your experiences up like, oh, well, I used to do this. Okay, well, I'm glad, but where's the lesson where's in Where's the lesson in it? Like, where are you at in your 
walk with that action to which you chose to do because you have free will. Yes. And, you know, I think it's also important for people to know, like, it's important to truly love people where they're at. Because growth, let me tell you about growth with me. Because I would be the first one to be like, you're full of shit. I don't fucking like you. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I keep my mouth shut and I'm just like, okay, they just got to experience it. Okay, they just got to experience it. I send them love immediately when they annoy me now just so I don't like do a negative with a negative. It's like the fire for fire thought because I'm all about visuals, visualizations. Yes, yes. So if I come up on somebody where like the old me would be like, I'm going to tell you what. Exactly. And I'm not like, it's not a hundred pursuit. It's not a foolproof plan yet. Like I'm still experiencing. Like some days I'm like, all right, all right. Will you hold my karma wheel? I got some shit to say. And luckily, Desiree's been there a few times. So I like look over. I'm like, are you going to stop me? She's like, I'm not your fucking spirit guide. Yeah, exactly. I'll hold some space for you. I'll hold some space for you. And yes, we're going to talk about this later where I look at you like, now you know what you did, right? It's you do you, boo-boo. Yeah, you do you. Even when it causes the boo-boos. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. We'll work through it. Yeah, we will. I'm going to let you have your moment. Yeah, and you need those. That's awesome that you have that because a lot of people don't have that. Like me, I try and give that and I have to step back from being like okay I see this and let me just fix it real quick like I that's where I have to stop myself taking responsibility for the visions in your head was really hard for me because I started seeing a bunch of stuff for people and I wasn't a hundred percent confident in the timeline like every decision you make is going to alter the vision in your head so whether it's like super clear one moment and then it's blurry the next and then it dissipates and it's not there it's showing every action you're taking is is making your time different like i know people are battling mm-hmm. between like are we like are 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 we predestined can we choose our own stuff like dude every decision you make that left turn that right turn buying this not buying this not going here that night going here that night it literally changes the trajectory of all of these alternate timelines that you can live on which again is one of my favorite things about you because you are reading, you did a reading for me that at the time, um, at the time what you said and what was happening in the other lives that we were discussing, it was 100% correct. Within 48 hours, a change had been made in one of those lives that we discussed and they're on a completely different path than what we talked about the trajectory was 48 hours previously. And I called you and I'm being like, oh, look at this person. Yeah. And, and she's I like, I she's it. like, hey, how'd you sleep last night? Uh, did you go anywhere? And I was like, I went home last night. I 100% went back to where my soul origin is. Like I got charged up like a freaking crystal. I'm powerful. Um, did you also know that our friend that we were talking about made a decision last night? And it's, it's in the energy. Like, I know if you've never heard this conversation, like people are fucking nuts talking about seeing people's lives, but we're all energy. We're all interconnected. And I love the grounding sense that you bring to me about your readings because you'll, you'll tell me about readings that you give people. And we're definitely just going to go ahead and get into this now. Like, okay, um, here we are. Powerful Tammy in the day. She awoke. She awoke. Um, I, I believe that you pull from the Akashic. You have an Akashic remembering for people that ties in not only a pat, what would be a past life regression, which would be hypnosis. You don't even have to hypnotize the person. You see the past, present, future, 
readers like that are extremely powerful, but you have to understand, at least in my opinion, I don't want to say matter of fact, um, when you say futuristically and you start giving dates and times and this is going to happen then, I know you don't do that, but there are people out there that think they can access those dates and that completely disrupts the whole free will choice, right? That does. Yeah. And that's actually really a scary spot because even though whether you're a Christian or a Buddhist or what your belief thought is of who your creator is, who you go to in your time of need, you have to understand that they're part of you. Because no one thing is correct because what might be right for Desiree is not right for me. What might be right for me is not right for Desiree. Because we have free will. We have our own path. And that's the great thing about this life is that you have the choice to worship whoever you want. That's the great thing about America. I don't care what people's feelings are about America right now, but you, like, literally we can do this. Other countries we could not. Number one, three women recording. It's not going to happen in some countries. Yeah. So you got to be thankful where you're at. The whole point of it is, is that no matter where you're from, what you're about, what you've done, who you worship, who you don't worship, you do not have the right to control someone's free will. I have gifts about me that are scarily, like, don't fuck with me. I'm a witch. Don't fuck with me. But you also understand integrity, self-control, free will, and all exactly. like loving from it the light. It is not my job to say, hey, if you make this choice, you're going to be fucked. Because if you do make that choice, you're going to be fucked. But if you make this choice, but give a date to that, who am I to say you're supposed to be here? Okay, control. Well, you can't. Well, also, you're talking about like condemning people. So you're yes. like, oh, I'm going to go put this potion and this spell together and I'm going to rub shit on your front door and it's going to make you move away because like this spell from Mesopotamia used to get neighbors away. Like all of that stuff, like that's I know people say there's not light magic and dark mat dark magic but there is light and there is dark and the moment that you interject into um going and condemning somebody through using the divine like you are the lord that's when I do not <laughs> mess with you in any form of my life <laughs> preach it yeah preach. like love spells are a big thing like people are like oh he has to come back to me i have to Ew. be with him let me go crack an egg in a cup and see if he's talking to anybody you know like shit like that narcissism watch watch yourself because i love talking about spirit and metaphysical i don't mind talking about the darker side but when anybody brings up free will it turns into a psa for me of like you are not allowed to take these, this energy, this gift, this light from the divine, and then you ultimately decide because you clear see and you clear this and you hear that and you talk to dead people that you can now condemn and be the decider of that future and this future because you saw their future, which Amen. is why I said not being attached to the vision. That's right. Because... So my awakening happened all at once because I'm balls to the wall. I mean, come on now. I am. I'm like, why? If you're going to feel it, let's feel it. Adrenaline junkie right here. Um, so when I awoke it, so I will say that it was May 2nd of 2017 when I finally clicked what was happening to me. So the process started actually about November of 2016. So some of my family members had gone through some things and I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I got next to him and I'm like, 
Why am I feeling the way they fucking feel right now? My life's good. Empath 101. Yeah, what so I just start absorbing. And here? then I'm like, God, why is my ear ringing? And then they're like, I have a headache. And I'm like, what is going on here? And so then I'm like, eh, it's whatever. Like, it's just my body. I'm weird. And didn't think I'm much already, of it. Uh, so you're bringing up something supremely relatable. Like when you're like, what's this? What's this? Well, I didn't take care of my body. And yeah, there's probably things that aren't going to work right anymore because of all the trauma. And then all the things that I've done, like you lessen yourself over and over. Like you can't be special immediately. You have to be fucked up first. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> why go towards the good? Let's just focus on the bad yeah. people. Like you have spirit guides that are like, actually, you're super powerful and all of you guys are powerful and, you know, we're all from the same place. And you're like, no, seriously, it's because I did acid. The acid is releasing. <laughs> is this an acid flashback? Yeah. Did no. something release off my spine? I know. Yeah. So what is, okay, little sidetrack, stay with me, people, with this whole little white rabbit. I called my brother and I'm like, I see this vehicle that has this and this and this and this and this. And he's like, are you high? <laughs> so that is how how intense it was when it happened well, for but me. Well, but even if you don't have anybody to tell those stories around to and you only like. You keep it in. You go you crazy. Don't, like you don't have a Desiree. That's why I'm always like, I had a Desiree <laughs> to go to for this. And I had already been shut down previously just from other people's beliefs. And yeah, that doesn't happen. That's not possible. So like you going to him and him being like, okay. Are you okay? You high? What'd you take? You do you do little <laughs> do little relapse? Do you want to talk to anybody about? Like <laughs> it's completely normal because we're talking about a three D world and we're talking about the five D slowly interjecting itself in your life and just like well, and people talk to us and things they're familiar with. It's like what you're telling me right now reminds me a lot of what drugs feel like. So I understand what's happening. Yes, to you. exactly. Yeah. The well, euphoria mm -hmm. that you feel from. Yes. I mean, yeah. Okay, let me ask a question. Um, do you believe that you had like the energetic Kundalini awakening, like in your lower spine and your body and your energy centers? Would you equate your awakening to any of those feelings or? Like, how do you, was how does your body, yeah, how does just... your body respond when you oh. say that you're awake? Because I know we have clear seeing and we have third eye and apparitions, but what's it, your body feel like? Okay, so my awakening was so powerful and not to get too graphic that one of the unhealthy habits that I had was I misconstrued love for physical pleasure. Yeah, we all With an individual. Okay, yeah, we <laughs> do that. But from that moment on when I awoke, I never, I didn't have to do that anymore. You so you I were felt the able burn to like at the bottom of my spine and mm -hmm. it go up and then what was really crazy is I had actually been doing yoga because before that the way the universe set me up to have my awakening because they knew they were gonna punch me really, really hard was quite amazing because after my second child, I developed polycystic ovarian syndrome. And I just gained a shit ton of weight. I've always been chunky, but I gained like insane weight. So low impact, great exercise, yoga. So Absolutely. I was doing yoga. So I was, then I started learning about chakras and I'm like, oh, PowerPoints. Of course, at this time, I'm fully practicing Christianity. And so I have to relate everything to the Bible. Like, okay, can I really do this because they believe this? That's total bullshit, by the way. 
Um, I was like, oh, there's seven power points in your body. Even the Holy Bibble talks about it. The Bibble. I call it the Bibble because yeah. it's, yeah, yeah, it's telephone. Yeah. That's all that is. Which I mean, that is seven is the westernized version. As you know, there's like a million, million other ones. But so. But we do focus on those. Starting out with the seven, there's, there's, there's a crap ton of them. And I can't even go there because I've only studied the main seven for myself. So then I started noticing like after yoga that I grew two and a half inches and like I could breathe deeper and my thoughts were less negative towards myself. And Did you I, feel this uh, relationship starting with your body that you yes. never felt before that too? Yes, I did. Because that was my yoga awareness. I was like, oh my God. I was like hugging myself. Like I was loving myself. And then... um that was really weird for me because I'd never, I didn't know what love was. Especially self-love. Like, clearly from your background, nobody ever sat you down and was like, this is what you have to do. This is self-love. This is yeah. self-care. Like, yeah. we know from the little tidbits of your story that didn't happen. <laughs> but it's powerful for you to bring up because there's a lot of people around our age range in, in our wave of people coming into the world that n we didn't teach down and go, hey, you love yourself first. Like when you look in the mirror, you don't beat yourself up, you know, like this vessel, like you can sit in the church, just like I sat in the church and they're like, your body is your temple. Your body is your temple. Your body is your temple. But you don't have that feeling connection to it until you have the moment that you did with yoga. Like I did where I'm like, no shit. This literally is like my temple. And like, I have my son and their friends do it and they absolutely love yoga now. Okay, so back on track. So my yoga experience happened so I could lose weight. And then I was like, oh, girl, you're getting down in size. You're doing this. And what was so crazy is that I stripped myself of using as much preservatives as possible. Like if it took longer than five minutes for me to cook, I didn't eat it. If um, I didn't stop even using shampoo in my hair, I used baking soda and water. My hair grew insane. I used coconut oil for my conditioner until I clogged all the pipes up because coconut oil hardens and don't do that. <laughs> Figure that out, okay, before you, before you screw up your septic system, okay, when you live in the country. That's serious, I did. But, like, my hair was all great, and then people would be like, oh, my gosh, your smell. Your, I'm like, it's coconut oil and baking soda. Yay. But, like, literally Low my budget. pheromones were attracting people. And then I'm like... I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. And then the awakening happened. Fuck. It's like brick wall, bam, bloody nose, black eyes, rolling out of bed because I am literally just so dense with everything coming on me at once. So here I just start seeing. So I had said earlier that I had so many readings i had three readings that all said the same thing and now i will reveal what one of the main things they said that i was cursed all three of them said i was cursed mm. well it's one of the few times that i talked to my biological mother <clears throat> was and it's i do want to say this for those who have absent parents my biological mother and i have tried on several different times to reconnect and we're slowly just now getting to the point where we can do that because of her guilt and my pain. So there's hope. Don't give up on it. Don't. But also don't feel like it 
it has to happen in this lifetime. I was all here to teach each other lessons. And if that's what, that's the role she was meant to play and she's not supposed to be in the rest of your life, you shouldn't spend the rest of your life, even victim mindsetting. Like my mom wasn't there. She was never there. I'm totally better off. Like all this stuff. It's just like, we played the parts that we decided to act in each other's plays. That act is done. We're moving on. I send you love. (laughs) That's all. Thank you for the lessons. Preach. Nice to know you. Goodbye. I was going to say, what has pulled you towards deciding that you needed to have a relationship? Um, The fact that I have, well, at four years old, I was fondled by a teenager and other things. And being a woman that experienced... Not only rape, but the choice of having a pregnancy terminated and putting myself in her shoes. Because, like, I don't like being a victim. I am not a victim. I'm a warrior. I'm not meant to lay down and lick lick my imaginary balls that I think I have because I'm an Aries. I am meant to arise, and you got to face that shit. So you want to have a relationship to face <coughs> your abandonment issues that you no, have with her? No, that's selfish for me to want that from her. Okay. I want to know where I came from. Okay. I want to know I am genetically made up of two people. Where's my genetics on this side? That's my near source. So do I want for my benefit? I'll get there when I get there. She'll get there when she gets there. Um, Three Days Grace's song, It's Never Too Late, comes in my head when I think about her. Because this woman, I don't even know what it's like to have the experiences. I do know what it's like on some extent to have the experiences with men that she's had. But I don't know what she went through. Because mm-hmm. I don't know her story. But do you under, but do you, un, okay, so like, let me break this down really quick because it's coming to my head. So like, you want to know your genetics, which I think is great. Um, a lot of the stuff that you've experienced in your life, I 100% believe your mom has experienced even without having it um, mm-hmm. from the point of conception, uh, DNA, generational trauma, um, the stuff that your mom didn't heal automatically passes along to you. Same thing with your father. But since all of the women consciously hold all of the betrayals of the women, right? The ancestral stuff. Um, I think you do know your mom a lot more than you think because your trauma, your trauma is what ties you two together. Yeah. And um, you're right. Like it's not too late. It, it really isn't, but it's a, uh, it's a beautiful awareness to understand. Like she has a supreme amount of guilt that she brought these kids in this world and she wasn't able to do that. And I have like, obviously all the pain and abandonment issues. And then again, like I lifted up back into the sky and I picture you two out of character behind the stage writing this. And she's like, I love you enough to give you these lessons and I'm not looking forward to this scene right here. I'm not like, Tammy, flip two pages. I'm not looking forward to this. I'm not looking forward to any of this shit. I can't believe we actually have to do this. But we're talking about like dimensional, unconditional love. There is no suffering there. So like that's, that's the 
that's where we're speaking from right now. So this isn't the woman that's been raped. This isn't the girl that's been raped. This isn't any of that. These are two souls that are like, we actually have to go through this for our evolution. And time is linear on earth, but it actually isn't that big for us up here. Um, what you experience, even though it was physical and it was real to you at the time, it was there for you and your lesson. So you're not going to remember this, even though you're going to remember it the rest of your human life. Um, and secondly, like it's, it's a really powerful thing to pull apart for you to, in the midst of trying to figure out if you're even going to be in each other's life. Cause it's supremely triggering to all the other inner child issues that you're still going through. So one, thank you for bringing this continued story up. But two, I just think it's really powerful to pull it apart and really observe it from um, a higher standpoint than um, feeling like you 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 don't know her because all the things that you've went through, I guarantee you are all the things your mom genetically passed on to you. Well, that's why I was pointing some of them out is. Yeah. I like, agree. I'm just like, damn, I see I see a lot of crazy correlations with someone you technically don't know. And then Desiree asking, like, do you want it for your own healing? No, I don't. To me, that's control. And that is when hurt people hurt people. That's why I said just now getting because, well, I always have the scars of being a young woman growing up without my biological mother. Yeah. But even broken things become beautiful things. Cliche, but it's so true. But I was able to put it up on a book, in a book, on a shelf, to pull down when I need to revisit it to help. I'm here to heal. I'm not here to cause pain and havoc. You would not believe how many... You know, one thing that people have to understand is that things are out there to trick us to lead us away. You would not believe how many people are like, oh, she's horrible. She's just that red-haired girl in your life is horrible. This, this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this. Or I feel like this person was out to harm you, and I'm like, you're full of shit because nothing like that ever happens with that you're person. like i'm completely and fully protected by the universe but thank you for your low vibrational exactly. opinion exactly please keep your unsolicited stuff to yourself but if you want my venmo and you can send me money instead of your bullshit i'll take it any fucking day barbara thank you <laughs> okay thank you by the way do we have to say alleged barbara because you said a name <laughs> there's a barbara in my life <laughs> just kidding there's really not <laughs> so I um, have some not exactly the same but both of my parents have adoption right so my mother um, both of she was adopted and then my father um, he has a biological mother but his um, father was not his biological father so I didn't know their stories right I had a desire to know what is my genetics beyond my two parents and I'm no contact with my parents so Right. Um, and part of my discovery, part of my awakening story included me doing some uh, DNA testing and that kind of thing, just trying to figure out what's going on. And as part of my evolution, um, I got an email from someone I'm related to saying, hey, did you know our great, 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 great grandpa's story? And I'm like, no, I didn't know this story. Right. Because how could I? And um, basically let me know that I had generationally been abandoned, right? 
And it clicked to me at that moment that abandonment came down through my generation in my DNA, which is why my father left me, why my mother's father left her, why my daughter's father left her. And it, it came. And so I went into meditation. My guide showed me how to release it. And then they started showing me all the other things that were caught up in my DNA that I didn't have to find out from a human connection to know there's alcoholism, there's anger, there's blah, 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 blah. And so they started showing me the stories of my ancestors and then how to release that from my genetics Ooh, to heal. Awesome. Right? Girl. So before you leave, you can take the book. Yes. And read about it. But so that's why I was asking about the mom thing. Like, is it is it so that you could heal some things that like what's going on? Because there's ways to do it. Right. You know, maybe that that's I like that you put it that way and explained mm-hmm. your story because possibly that could be a desire of mine that I'm not even recognizing. And right now I'm shutting the being controlled most of my life mm-hmm. by society, by others, by this. Like I literally just messaged her. I'm like, I'm going crazy. And I just took my power back because, you know, I am as I do not know why people think that I'm just such a hard ass because I'm really not. I'm like one of the most giving, loving You've had to be a hard ass. You had to put a shell on. Okay, Cheyenne. (laughs) One of the best things I ever heard that has also pissed me off so deeply. Oh, God. Is your energy introduces yourself before you do. Mm. So if you think about yourself, like not as a physical being, but an energy being, right? Now you're glowing in my hand right now. (laughs) And all of these things that we have talked about, they're energy blockages in your head or like in your in your body right Right. but that aura that part of you that that we can't that we cannot visibly see when we meet each other and we're like all deciding if like i'm gonna like you or hate you or fuck you when i walk into a room everybody does it right right? they're like yes no maybe so got it yes i'll have a vodka tonic um anyways but when you walk into a room you have all of that like your and your energy is extremely powerful so what i would recommend to you is to do a birth chart reading and figure out what sign sits on your ascension line right i have leo peeking over which means when i go into a room i could walk in with a bag over my head with everybody else with bags over their head and you will feel the lion energy in the leo coming in and i like i have so many moments where i'm humble where i'm happy where i'm cocky where i'm egotistical and then i bring it back down to grace and compassion and like there's a million different versions of me that i i can sway between based on the empathic energies but you wonder why you're so intimidating it's because you wear your trauma like your armor and a lot of us do it's not just you right but when you when you have this unpeeling of the control, you do it from a rebellious, I always knew I was a fucking warrior state. And when you talk and you have these revelations, I'm I'm speaking from direct experience. Oh no, I'm just laughing because it's so true. It <laughs> is, but I've I've went through the same thing where like I know oh oh I have this event. This is okay. Whew, I'm asserting the mastery of my real self. I'm a motherfucking goddess. Wow. You know, like looking in the mirror, like we right, can't right. do this instead of, Oh my God, we have nine hours. Let's have an anxiety attack, and not do anything and stare at ourselves for nine hours. Cause we have to go in public, you know, which I can be there some days. You can be there some days too, but re you know, rewiring yourself. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go out. This is what I'm supposed to do. When I go out, I'm going to connect. If I can't make a situation better, I'm not going to interject. Like I have to tell myself because again, those pathways of I wish a motherfucker would are still really strong and it only takes one time to just do it. And you're like, Ooh, I miss that rush. 
but you're like, oh, I want to be good. So you're consistently your own Jiminy in your head. Right, right. right. So then going back to your energy, like you'll, you'll see more in your healing energy by the bigger tests that actually come. Because I think most people think in an awakening, it's going to get easier. And you're like, oh, well now I'm all love and light. So love and light will be attracted to me. And I'm like, no, you're fucking flame. And there's a shit ton of fucking moths. Yeah. You're the lighthouse. (laughs) You're the lighthouse, babe. It's going to get a lot weirder. So those people are going to annoy you more. You're going to want to interject more. You're going to want to have that even like spiritual ego, like, oh, no, baby, I know something you don't know. But at the end of the day, your energy introduces you before you even open your mouth. So if you're still hiding and still shedding, you're going to like meet a new version of yourself over and over and over. Over and over and over. And then one day you'll be able to embody that goodness and you'll realize that since you are just a mirror for them and they are just a mirror for you, they reflect in the clarity of your energy and they will act out their worst insecurities, their worst triggers on you when they refuse to face you. This is friends. This is family. This is new friends. This is a lady at the supermarket. This is a guy cutting you off in traffic. This is your son. This is your brother. We will all exercise it. And the bigger, the greater your awareness goes, the more, the more your control has to be because it's new levels, new devils. That's so true on that because I know there's a lot of things like I have not given a reading in, oh my gosh, over two months because of what I'm shedding. But that's, that's energetic responsibility because it's, you cannot go poison people when you're trying to heal them. Yeah. You know, and what I have, but it's like, I don't, the new gifts that have been awoken to me, it's scary and I can see what I see. But do you understand like how powerful it is to understand you've been given a gift without a manual and you, you don't go advertise that you got this gift. (laughs) You research. Yeah, I do. We're talking Mm -hmm. Thoth, Sumerian text, Atlantis, Lumeria, fifth dimensional beings all the way up to 12th dimension. Like go to like, there's shit that came in my mind that I was like, who's St. Catherine? What? Why did I buy a crystal from a shop called St. Catherine? So I was like, I know this is how they talk to me. I pull up Google and I'm like, who's St. Catherine? At the same, I'm dealing with um, something something in my root chakra, just to keep it private for me. Something in my root chakra that um, I'd been dealing with for a while. And uh, I had been doing like healing meditations and just really like unlocking that trauma like you had. And I bought a crystal from Nazi shop and the name was St. Catherine. And I was like, this has to be a correlation because I just came off my um, interaction with St. Anthony. And um, I looked it up and she was the patron saint of like healing ailments and all of this stuff. And like, I was like, thank you so much for figuring out a way in this crazy world where you technically can't interject with me because it goes against my free will for you to like show up like that. But thank you for like using all these tools to communicate with me because then I, I was already doing say Anthony research, learning about how he was like, I don't know, a real human being. And then when I like yeah. can ground, <laughs> yeah, when I can ground it, but you don't think about it because no. they're put up on a pedestal. And right. as soon as you put a human on a pedestal, you put that separation. It's kind of like if the musician's on stage and you have security here and then you're just still 20 feet back and you're like but I just want to love you and tell you Let how amazing you are closer, incubus. stop it <laughs> <laughs> I am not a fan girl 
ridiculous. You're going to knock me off track. Yeah, you're not. You're not. Okay, not so back to the awakening process. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> yeah. I see a lot of the shit of, like, when you're going through, and I have I am going through and have gone through, like, right. these parts. So this, like, thick rebellion that you still have around you, it's still, uh, it's still something that I shed. It's still something that I fuck up on all the time. Right. And like as vulnerable as you're being, I want you to know like you're still right where you need to be. And when you said, even though I'm confused and I'm scared of these new gifts that are coming in, I quit reading because I knew that I wasn't going in. I wasn't going to make that situation better. I actually, it's time for me to go into my hermit mode. Yes, exactly. And I'm aware of it instead of disregarding it and feeling like you have this spiritual job to martyr yourself. And, no. oh, I'm channeling every day and it doesn't matter if I'm falling apart and I'm shedding. I still have to go heal, heal, heal. And you're not doing that. And I'm telling no. you there's people out there all the time. But that's why your story needs to be told is because... You have a profound awareness for all of these things that are coming out of you and off of you. And not to mention you're handling them really freaking well with how busy your life is. Oh my gosh. My Actually, I've made myself so down. So back to my awakening. And by the way, this podcast, the reason why I love your guys' podcast is because like things do come to me and I have ADHD, like a big, like I have to have my Adderall to sleep and I'm not exaggerating. Um, so for me to stay on focus and on tune, it's hard for me too. So like if I read a book, I read the book. But if you don't know what something is, you don't know what something is. But then you wake up and you're like, okay, so I'm looking at this person and I literally can see what you're thinking and what this person is trying. Like I can see the people that are astral project. Like one of my newest gifts is I can see who comes to check you out. Who is over you? I can feel them and I can see their face. And so I was like. In your third eye? Uh-huh. Is it third eye? Okay. In I just your real eye sure. or your third eye? It's in my third. Okay. Well. Because that's clairvoyance. One, that's why I'm like clairvoyance is clear seeing in your mind's eye. Okay. So here's the thing. This last one I did see with my eyes. And then I had to double blink. And this person was still there. And they were. And I'm like. Get the f I told him, I'm like, get the fuck out of my house because you don't have the right to do that to my loved one. Mm -hmm. Go. Because mm -hmm. I saw you have them to set boundaries. inspecting and what they were doing. What was so crazy is I felt this power coming, though. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I feel like somebody's inspecting my aura. I had been saying that and saying that and saying that. And I'm like, I really believe that the person that I love like who's going to be my person is inspecting my aura right now. And it that's how it happens to me. That's how I find out what my gifts are is because I start feeling like oh my gosh, this. Like I feel this happening to me and then lo and behold there's a new gift and I'm like, "Oh, I can see who's trying to peek into your head right now." And the one thing that I do want people to know is that as much good as there is out there, there's a lot that's not. And be careful who you let in in that way. Because it's just like, you know, that's another layer that you have to add to. Like you said, my ego. And I love the fact of what you both of you pointed out for me because that's how you grow and you learn. Never be ashamed of where you're at. It's okay. It's okay to not be okay. Or where you came from. Yeah. Don't Those be are your roots. Those are your roots. Let's go back to our roots. Like, I love my roots. I love going back home. 
and like going to my lake and I float. I float. I don't need no flotation device. I'm like, no, I'll just land on back and I'll just go for days. People <laughs> are like, how do you do that? Flotation devices I'm built a, in. I'm a part of nature. I am one with the earth. No, it's because the opposite of fire is water. Water can put out fire or fire can heat up water. That's very true. They both go hand in hand in all different ways. So um, I understand like being scared of like my gifts and coming in because, um, yeah, I mean, I totally get that. But I appreciate the responsibility you have with pulling back your services for other and realizing when you need a hermit and when you need to come out and like, you know, like, okay, so let's talk about uh, you love creating things and remaking things, which is obviously another thing that we love doing together too. Cause I have my clothing line that I redo clothes. Yes. And, um, you channel a lot of the stuff that you're processing and trying to integrate that you've learned into the 3d through your art. Yeah. Oh, you do art? Yes, I do. Interesting. I want to hear. Um, I actually just did this painting. What's so hilarious is I had was woken up at four something in the morning, and I had a person that was meditating, and I'm like, okay, so I got that on the canvas, and it was actually a canvas that um one of my loved ones, who's like my adopted mom. She had done the backdrop to it, and then I just got the feeling and added to it. So as I, I'm doing all these weird colors and all these things going through, and I'm like, I don't even know what this is. It looks like just a bunch of jumbled ishnik right now. I'm just going to say that because it's like literally. But then I look at the painting, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's like spirit, and it's going through and passing through us as we navigate through meditations or through our sleep. And it was actually one of my loved ones. Like I walk out and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're sleeping the exact same way that I just saw this. I channeled what they were feeling. So back to my awakening, that's how my awakenings happen. That's how I come into my gifts. That's how I realize my gifts is little, the universe sets little things in my path to be like, okay, here, we're going to open like 20 more for you. And I'm like, (laughs) I hear voices. I can hear what the person, so you could be talking on the phone and I can hear what that person is really thinking about you. Mm. I shut that off because I'm like, okay, spirit, please let me know when it's time for me to have that. Because I believe that we get some gifts that we're not to use every day. That we're to put them on the shelf and when do you get this? And Wait to evolve. Yes. And it's like, it's, it's like I just tapped into this portal and it's just all coming down. So the first time I saw a dead person, that was great. It, I really thought it was a real person. Is this a guy fishing? Yeah, it's this a guy story fishing is at great. the pond. So I'm like, God, that, man, that old man is fishing every day at that pond. <laughs> and my brother's like, uh, what person? And I'm like. Uh, okay. Then I saw the van and I automatically thought of stand by your van by a sublime. Cause I was like my go to band in high school. Legit. That was my shit, dude. It's like, it's like bananas by Gwen Stefani. I have to keep my mouth shut when you bring up music or I'll take over your episode. So keep going. Okay. So anyways, um, but so that happened and I was like, it's probably some trauma response I have or right. it's an acid I'm going flashback. Crazy. Like, of course, let's dumb everything down. Mm-hmm. So then let's 
before that, rewind, I'd had my three readings and all three readings said, hey, you're cursed. That's right. Let's get back to that. You were cursed. Yeah, I was cursed. I was cursed by a woman on my mother's side that put a curse on me. Okay. So come to find out that somebody in my family was pregnant around the same time that my mother was with me. Now, at this point, my mother had had two kids that she was not raising. Okay. Well, this person lost their child who was a girl like a month before I was born. Mm-hmm. So it would have been a, actually like a month and 15 days before I was born. Oh, so the person who was pregnant, and that's why you had such a horrible life? Though, though that's where the curse came from. She didn't realize our lineage was practicing witches and warlocks. Uh-huh. Like, that's a whole different story. Anyways, she did not mean to put anything on me. Right. It was actually what was to go to my mother. But she didn't purposely be like, oh, I want to curse her. It was more of a jealousy and a rage. Yeah. and a, So that's why we got to understand. How dare she have another one when I've had none? Yeah. And I would, I'm the perfect mom and I'm, I, I do this for her child and how dare this and this and this. So people have to understand that what, like you guys said in that one episode, if you think it, it becomes reality. Mm-hmm. That's true. Thoughts mm-hmm. are energy. Thoughts yeah. are 100%. Energy. So like all three of my readings had said I was cursed. Mm-hmm. What was so crazy is before that I would I, I would hear ruffling of uh, bags at night. Mm-hmm. I would sleepwalk. Like I lived out in the country and February and March are the times that they burn off the fields. <clears throat> February, March, April. There'd be times that I would wake up and I'd be covered with soot. And I'd have, like, black stuff all up my nose. And I'm like, what happened? These are things I didn't share with people because I thought I was losing my mind. Mm -hmm. Because how dare we talk about where we're at? Mm -hmm. You know, how dare we love people for who they are? No, let's just, like, be like, oh, my God, they're so weird. Let's just go this way. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, I do that to some people because they really are weird. It's a safety (laughs) precaution. (laughs) I mean, like, I might get my throat sliced right now. Yeah. So, but... I kept it to myself because why would anything that I was going through matter to anybody? Because that's what I'd been trained to think. Well, that's mm-hmm. fine. So then, okay, you see this guy fishing at a pond. And when is the point where you realize that he's dead? When I look at my brother and he's like, there's nobody there. And I'm like, okay. So after all those little instances, and then I finally decide, I start seeing like black dots and I'm literally having bad anger like something like my spirit guides pushed me out of the door because if not like rage raging anger and I'm like okay I gotta do something so I'm like why the fuck not so did you break the curse yes I did yeah I did that's a whole different story but I actually blessed the land that I was at and I started researching and I started opening my mind and then it started filtering through like my brother and I went to his best friend's grave and he took a picture of me. And from this tree, you see hands reaching down to touch me and you see everywhere where I would walk, it would light up. So I'm like, hmm. Then I'm like, do you know anybody that has silky smooth hair and like rough? I just keep getting this picture in my head. and It was my third eye. It was mm-hmm. not my eyes. It was my third eye that I was seeing it in. So you were having visions. Yeah, I started mm-hmm. having a vision. And he was like, no. And I'm like, okay. Go to this metaphysical store to try good old sage. This is going to start saging. 
get rid of the negativity of exes <laughs> from me. And lo and fucking behold, there's a chick that shaved the back of her head but had long, silky hair and looks at me and she said, I need to talk to you. And I said, clearly. <laughs> I, yes. And I go back and I get a free reading. And then it was just on from there. So, so was she the first one to say that you had the curse? No, okay. she was the one that came after. So the the whole okay. curse thing that happened years before that happened. Like my kids were tiny, and my oldest is about to be eighteen. Okay, like my kids were like seven, seven and four when the first one, and then a few years later. So it was about a ten year process before I actually would be like, okay, I'm open to receive, <laughs> and then shock to the heart. Good God, that was a lot. But the best part about it is, is I met Chantel around the same time that I truly started going through the batshit crazy everything all at once awakening part that you go through like finances are shit. You don't know what's wrong. This. So you got to be someone's Desiree? I got to be someone's Desiree. Aww. Yeah. She was like, That's I awesome. want to leave my job. I was like, your job is fake. It's not your identity. Have you <laughs> have you realized your job's not your identity yet? She's like, yeah, I mean, I get that. But like, how do I go? I was like, well, you have to release the expectation. You can't anal- analytically tell spirit how you're going to get out of it. I'm like, you could be fired. You could blow up one day and they will fire you. You could quit on a whim. You could plan it out in two weeks. There's so many ways to go about it. What you're dealing with is an awareness. I call it an awakening. So you understand like when you wake up and your eyes are a little blurry and you're like, and then they're finally clear and the action starts. That's why I like saying it's an awakening. She came in and she just started telling me all of the things that um, she was experiencing. And they were so many things at one time that I was like, Now let's focus on your physical body and your health because not only are you shedding, but you have to interject a massive amount of self-care. And -hmm. if you don't know self-love and self-care, I'm like, okay, it's real simple. (laughs) We're going to start with um, selenite. We're going to start with rose quartz. We're going to start with black tourmaline. And do not touch any of the tectite and all of those crazy alien <laughs> stones right now that are like, they're going to flip your life upside down because yeah. your life's already upside down. <laughs> I said, so don't do that. I said, right now we need to protect you and we need to educate you on what you've just been given. So I was like, Epsom salt baths are really important. Um, affirmations are super important to start rewiring your brain. Look at yourself in the mirror and see what you automatically say in your head. Is it negative? It's 100% negative. We all beat each other up and social media helps us keep those pathways because when you get on social media, you're like, fuck you, Brandy. I know you're lying. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what that. I'm saying? Like, it keeps you in a low vibrational negative state. Yeah. If you go on there and judge people, it's not good for you. Yeah. So I was really. And it's so hard not to. Well, yeah, but it's it's a test. It's you, a test. What a you're mirror. not changing, you are choosing. Yeah. So there's a lot of ignorance that I find, like when my masculine side comes out or my over exercise masculine or I'm just fucking sick of your bullshit. Amen. And I don't really want to cut you out. I'm probably just going to tell you how it is. And I'm be like, nobody loved you enough. Nobody in your fucking life has ever loved you enough to tell you the fucking truth about yourself. Hi. 
<laughs> I'm actually going to do this. I know it's going to, I know it's not going to end up well. And it's not even egotistical. I'm just sick of the shit as a whole collective. I'm sick of the way that you are acting. And I'm so pissed that there are more of you than there are more of me. Amen. To that. That's where the warrior comes in. That's where the goddess come in. That's where the Kali comes in. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of the bullshit. Quit acting this way. Which that's probably like one of my biggest lessons too. But Tammy and I have that fire. And yeah. I'll tell you, so when I got into meditation, a lot of people were like, um, love yourself. I meditated to I Prevail's trauma, like vinyl album in my house, blaring in my car all the time, breaking down, bow down like this dude fucking rips it. And I still love this album to this day. But that album and seeing them live at the time of my awakening, it made me realize as much as the love and light had been being marketed to me that that's what spirituality is and go grab your crystals and be a yoga instructor. Welcome to America. Um, I was so I had so much anger And so much unforgiveness suppressed in me that I was poisoning myself without not only forgiving these people, but learning my lessons. Mm -hmm. So my meditations were filled with um, me confessing to myself the things that I had done, what I had done to others, what had been done to me that I had suppressed because I wasn't supposed to feel that pain and why I wasn't bleeding. So I guess I wasn't really hurt. Mm -hmm. And um So I did it to fucking metal music and that anger, that fire, that pitta, I guess is what it's called. Um, It's very powerful, but that's when I had to learn transmutation because I still struggle with knowing that I have, I have stuff that an ayahuasca retreat is going to have to rip out of my root chakra for what I went through. And you're the same. And if you don't, if you release that anger, And you're releasing it back to the collective to make us all better and good. And even like pagan rituals, transmuting it back down to Mother Earth to help. It's transmutation of your anger. You and I share that walking in the fire that I will fuck you up. So when I got to be with you, I was supremely honored that you were vulnerable enough with me to be like, this is where I am. This is where I'm fucking up at. And this is where I don't give a fuck at. Exactly. Like, you got to be honest about it all the way around or no change is going to happen. Mm-mm. And no looking change. at your looking at your shadow side in the mirror is one of the most disgusting things I ever had to do. Actually, and I egotistically. No, the start, like put yourself in oh, the yeah, day you're doing bad. it because you're bad. you're thinking from retrospect. And I'm literally in my mind. I'm in my room right now staring myself in the mirror. Oh, and yeah, I'm like, no, I can't believe that happened. I can't believe that did that. I was able to find memories that I'd lost. I had a lot of memory loss that I wouldn't even admit to losing and then now like you it's all coming back but um it's such a hard process that I think it's really important to pull apart as much as we have and show people like this is actually what what it looks like this is what it feels like it for my experience this is what it felt like but there's so many similarities like in the shadow work and what are the resources that I'm supposed to go to when I'm feeling this way because I've been marketed that I'm depressed and I need antidepressants <laughs> and you're I not okay yeah and you're not okay and it's Jenny. like baby you're not okay because you've been living a lie and we've all been living a lie so give me your hand I'm going to I'm going to help you with the part of you that I can actually help with. I don't know if I'm going to be here the whole ride, but guess what? Like we're in each other's contracts right now and that's pretty badass. Yeah. Uh you want to know my favorite reading? Yeah. My most favorite reading cuz mine are what you need to know right now was a young woman that came to the show. 
and Is her this the one with the sister that looks exactly like her. No, not that one. Okay, because that was my favorite <laughs> one. Yeah, that was the one that I was like was teaching her about things, but I'm like. Cheyenne is where you need to go because I'm a little bit more darker than Cheyenne. <laughs> no lie. Like. So backstory about the kid before you tell your favorite story. The girl, the girl wasn't fitting in enough at school. And I mean, she is just very evolved. So she's not going to fit in with people in her time. Mm-hmm. And yep. she's so unique that people make fun of her. And mm-hmm. she was contemplating suicide when she showed mm-hmm. up at the show. And I pulled it out. And Tammy pulled it out immediately and then grabbed me. And she's like, hey, I really need you to go talk to her because she hasn't made the decision to stay and live. Mm-hmm. So then I walked out in the hallway and I grabbed her hand and I said, hey, do you want me to tell you about the times I tried killing myself? And she just like looked at me and I was like, come on, I know you're thinking it. I was like, we've all been there. I said, how old are you? Talk to me about school. Talk to me about this. Talk to me about what you want to be. And I'll tell you, like, I'll quantum leap you through this shit. I said, because you're going to attempt it and you're actually going to survive and you're just going to feel like a jackass. So if it's something you need to go through, I'm going to allow you to go through it. But if there's ever that moment where you wanted that guardian angel to step in, I'm going to claim that place right now because I've had many people like you come to me in my life. And it's so powerful. Like, yeah, I'll probably never see this girl again, but I will always remember her forever. Mm-hmm. And her parents didn't know. Had no clue. Her parents had no fucking clue. No that idea. She literally like that weekend was just like, I'm done. I'm over it. I'm so tired of being bullied. I'm so tired of being picked on. I'm so tired of feeling alone. She had a twin sister too that she couldn't even confide in mm-hmm. because her twin was just like, no, it's fine. So then she sent like through a Facebook marketplace ad, she saw that this fair was there and there were these mediums and there were these people that are connected to all these things that she's interested in. But again, she's not allowed to be a part of because right. apparently your parents are going to pick your views at that age. Yeah. She came talked to Tammy did that and I was with her and I said listen dude I was like you're a lot older than the people around you I'm like I know you understand soul evolution because you're a really smart kid I said you're going to pass the test on Monday you don't have to worry the college you want to go to you're going to get into and guess what dude I was like one day you're going to be like me talking to random people at a fucking fair knowing that they're on their like last leg and I'm going to pull you off that ledge hug you and be like we're all connected we're all from the same place and everything you want is already yours but yeah the rest of high school is going to suck because you're dealing with a lot of ignorant people and a lot of ignorant patterns but you're going to make it through because you came here for a purpose. And if you, at the age you did, showed up at a holistic healing fair instead of going into your room and killing yourself like you wanted to, I was like, more props to you because I didn't have this accessibility at my age. And I drowned in music and in poetry, and those are what truly saved my life. So here's my cell phone number. If you're feeling down, you call me any day, day or night. I love you. And she like gave me the biggest hug ever. And she was just like, thank you so much. I really needed this. And I'm like, yeah, seriously, you needed it. Like you're about to do some <laughs> fucked up shit. You want to yeah. talk about crazy is realizing that you can read. Yeah. Or so, realizing that you can just help somebody like talking to them and being truthful yes. and nice to them. Mm-hmm. So the first time I learned that I could read, I think I did. I didn't know that's what you called it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just around somebody that I'm spiritually connected with. And I'm like, oh, I just start seeing these images in my head. I had no idea that's what you did when you when you could do readings. Well, did. Didn't you just think that it was like your imagination always? Because that's what we're told. It's our imagination. Um, th- OK, I was past that point. I was past the point because then the chick with the whole rough hair, silky hair had already happened yeah. by this point. So I didn't know that's what it was. And what was crazy is I tried to do divination tools. OK, any and every 
single uh, pendulum that I would buy would break. Any set of tarot cards would be ripped up. Like my dogs would purposely go and find these things and do things. So like if my dogs eat my Palo Santos or they eat some crystal or rock, I'm like, didn't need that. And that's my guide's way of telling me that don't fuck with it. Yep. And so just now have I been able to keep tarot cards because I don't use them to do my readings. My readings are what you need to know right now. So flash forward to my most favorite reading was this young woman that, oh man, I'm probably going to cry during this one. So she came to me and her boyfriend wanted to be right there. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm going to pick up on your energy. You need to go. Which I only did that because I could block his energy out and get her, but he didn't need to hear what she was going through. Because when we go through things, you got to have a trusted person. If you're talking to a person, you have to have somebody that you know it's not going to go any further. So I'm not going to go into great detail, but she was beating herself up over choices. This is a young, beautiful lady, and she's beating herself up over having a sugar daddy. And I'm like, you're going to be fine. But then... It led into what made her think that she needed to go that route versus being in a relationship. And things happened to her that should that happened to a lot of women, unfortunately. And it just brought her to where fuck love. I'm just going to use my body for this because at least I know what I'm getting out of it. If I can't have love, I want power. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's like if I'm going to be treated like a whore, then I'm going to be one. And this. And then we went on further. And she was like, but I just don't know how. And I literally got to look at somebody and be like, hi, my name's Tammy. And I stick needles in my arm. Hi, my name's Tammy. And I like cr- doing crack cocaine. Hi, my name's Tammy. And I like fornicating with men because then I don't have to fucking focus on anything. Hi, my name's Tammy. Hi. And literally just pulling out every fucking dirty, nasty, shitty thing I had done. Hi, my name's Tammy. And I could punch you in the face just for fucking looking at me wrong. Hi, my name's Tammy. And I could literally probably talk you out of your life savings. Hi, my name's Tammy. Hi, my name's... And I'm like, are you, are you getting this? I'm like, we all have shit. Where are you going with it? What are you going to turn it into? And she's like, just starts bawling. And she like, I was charging, what, 10 bucks for my readings? She gave me like 60 and she's like, thank you. And I have her number. We still converse to this day. I, you know, uh, I had her, then her and I had talked on a separate day. I actually came up here one day and literally just for her, taught her how to sage, taught her about this and this and this and this and this. And that was my most favorite reading. So I want to pull some things apart that you just talked about that I think are really important. Okay. So like Desiree was there for me when I had my moments. And she was very vulnerable with me about how she awoke, things that have happened to her, things that, you know, would technically take you longer to tell somebody, but in the spirit community, you understand what these traumas are. So there's a power in giving a voice to this trauma. She comes to me. I have not always been this version of myself. I know you got to meet this one and I, <laughs> wow, like you should Yay. see like 19, 20 year old Cheyenne. Wow. Was like what, two years ago? Shut up. (laughs) Um, And then moving on, like even like the evolutionary process of like me wanting to be good and me wanting to do this. And my biggest one was not, I never really want like the stage light. Like I wanted to sing when I was younger. I got up on stage several times, literally stage fright scared me. I know I could still get through it to this day, but the matter of fact, like I didn't want to be in the light. 
and I would go to Desiree and I would tell her all these things that I would see and I would say and I would want and I would do. And she would just keep telling me like, you're going to have to come, come out. You're going to have to be, you have to be your true self and you have to, you have to walk the walk, not just talk the talk kind of stuff like that. Right. So through being with her, her providing me a safe place for my evolution where I wasn't judged and I was helped and I would be like, Hey, I saw this today. She would know it's like our guides are best friends and they would be like, recommend Jean keys to her. Give her rose cords. <laughs> hey, when Chad comes to you today, just fucking gift her sage for no fucking reason. Just be like, oh, I thought you might be out of sage. So here you go. So like she was training me how to be like hospitable and metaphysics to the awakeners. Right. So then like, I, I'm already going to like, make sure that I'm a safe place. That's one of my biggest goals, but I've already like, I'll I'll treat you like VIP baby, like 100%. (laughs) If you're my friend, my family, if you're Mm -hmm. with me, all that stuff. Um, and I know that you're the same way too, but when you come into like spiritually taking care of somebody like the way that we are, um, she taught me how to really listen to those voices of caring for the people like right next to you. Yes. So then earlier you're like, Oh, Hey, Uh, like I got to be Desiree for you Mm -hmm. so I'm like you heal so you can go help people you literally did the same things with this woman that I got to do for you in a very short amount of time like nobody told you like hey Tammy this is the mission we heal ourselves (laughs) to go help our friends like you understand the power it is in seeing that woman in this oh shit okay you got 20 things going on. I'm going to help you with five of them because those are the five that I'm called to. So yeah, I'm going to drive into Wichita. Let's, let's teach you about sage girl. It's cool. Let's teach you about (laughs) do this, you know, like let's teach you about clearing out energy. Let's, let's put the control back in your hands. Right. Take your power back. Take your power back. It's, you know what's really sad is when I do little excursions like that, I do have to text my loved ones, like my brother and my kids, and say, not at the casino. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not lying. I'm in a safe space. <laughs> I'm in a safe space. I'm actually helping. No, I don't explain any of that. I'm just like, not at the casino. <laughs> not at the casino. <laughs> well, my favorite thing about you before like we do wrap this up Um is uh we were hanging we were getting ready to hang out and you told me what time you're going to be at my house and i knew that because you're just led by the divine all the time that you were gonna you're gonna stop off and get gas and probably save somebody from a heart attack is what i was assuming (laughs) so she gets to my house like roughly an hour late um and she's like i'm so sorry that i'm late (laughs) ha ha you know me stopped on the side of the road to help this lady who needed help with her car she's frantic about this this and this and i just grabbed her shoulder and I said, honey, you haven't pooped in two weeks. I don't even know when you've slept. But if you eat this herb, this herb, this herb, this fruit, give yourself some time, sleep and wake up. It's just not going to be as bad. That thing that you're worrying about, you, it's already yours. You got it. But you got to do this before that comes. Do you understand me? I don't really have a lot of time. I wasn't even supposed to stop and talk to you. But I can't, I just can't pass by one of God's people. You're, we're, we're all the same. She's like, so I love you. You are beautiful. I see you and I got to fucking go. And then she like hops back in her truck and just takes off. And she was like, I can't, I just can't walk by him. I love him so much. And she had to poop. And she was like, honey, you haven't pooped in two weeks. She's like, I feel it all in my body. And I just died (laughs) laughing because I was like, there are not not enough readers that will tell you, I know you're constipated, bitch. You need a shit. Figure your your body out. 
like there's just a lot there's a lot of in-depth so (laughs) so if if anybody really needs to know like what their constipation's about you know i can totally tell you (laughs) well honestly like i'm in with that shit like that tammy and i give each other permission to read each other on the phone because you don't like you don't want to call your friend that knows your shit when you don't feel like knowing your shit yeah so even like if my friends call me now i'm just like are we just talking to talk like i'm just listening right i said or am i like listening to do you need my feedback? Do you need or do my you feedback? Need like, what do you, you? need? Yeah. So we, like, we already know that we can read each other immediately. When, like, we don't even have to be like, hi, how are you? It's like, hi, so I noticed you were just thinking this thought. But we don't want to do that all the time. Like, it's no, not fun. So we right. give each other permission. And, like, I'll call and I'll be like, Tammy, punch me in the dick. She's like, got it. <laughs> I got then, you, girl. Yeah, I got you. And then there's another time when she's like, okay, I need you to be, like, super honest with me. And sometimes, like, I'm intimidated by um, how powerful she is that I'm like, why the fuck are you coming to me? Like, there's no way that you need my input because, like, you're ten times – like, that's your gift. You're really more connected. I'm super fine with the hybrid life that I live of, like, knowing I have these gifts. I'm going to develop them over the years and, like – this is my baby. This is my passion. But you're like, talk to Jesus yesterday. He said, you're doing good. But don't you find it's really different to read yourself versus reading other people? It is. But there's a vulnerability that I have with readers, whether it's a stranger reader that I know, a friend reader, or like Tammy and I's relationship. Mm -hmm. I can, I have missed Tammy's phone call five times in our friendship. (laughs) And each time I have not truly been able to answer the phone. I literally cannot get to it, pick it up. Mm Mm-hmm. Other than that, when Tammy's name pops up on my phone, you answer the fucking phone. Same with her. I'm like, oh, Cheyenne. Woo. Hi. Yeah. Like I, I could be in the middle of church and I'm like, excuse me, sir. Hold on. Yeah. Tammy, hold on. Let me put I you on speaker. Two people. Two yeah. People I seriously. Have like, like, and that. I mean, I try with keeping personal boundaries and making sure I'm doing what I'm doing. I have just noticed that Tammy is a name that pops up on my phone and I'm like, whether you're calling to tell me something that just came in for me or you're being like, dude, check this shit out. Like, I know that it is very appropriate to make sure that that connection is always open and not yes. be like, I have to call you back later because I don't feel like talking. Like, no, dude, I feel like talking, but it's you're great. about to tell me some shit. Yeah, it's great to have that safe spot, though, that you can call because let's face it. I'm like Life a spirit, I'm in like a spiritual hotline for my friends. <laughs> I am too. And, and I mean that in the most like nice, humble, non-egotistical way. Yeah. Like I had a friend that wanted to leave a job. She's like, I had to call my spirit friend because I just don't even know what to do. <laughs> I'm like, let's talk the last six months and see what we're doing. Yeah. Um, Melissa calls me. Sorry. Allegedly, she calls me Buddha, <laughs> her personal Buddha. I can't do it. I can't do it. Like there's faces and there's names for a reason. I'm watching it. I'm watching it. You're doing great. And I'm we're trying. almost to the end. So we, can I come back? This I feel like there's so, just so much. That's the that's the greatest thing is I know you're still in the middle of a lot of shedding and a yeah, lot of stuff. And I've I've noticed even listening to like our older stuff, we're allowed to evolve, we're allowed to grow, we're allowed to think one thing one day, research it and go, actually like this is what I've grown yes. into. Um and I think that's where like I'm gonna stop now with your story because I I know where you are. You're It'll still you're still trying to find out your gifts. You're still learning your place in life. Trying to blend the 5D and the 3D after you've been awake and you can't go back to sleep is literally where you are. So there are a lot of other things that I know you're gonna experience and I'm gonna feel. I'm gonna be like, tell. Can you come back and tell these stories because I think this is this needs to be recorded now. You know, I 
I agree with you on that. And I think that's one of the one of the things that my little group of people like you girls, um, Chantel, is that I have that. And it's because, you know, how you explained it before, like my intimidating presence going forward, like when I enter the room, it's intimidation. And not a lot of people like to be like, well, hey, have you thought about this? Or, hey, I feel this, or this is my view. They think that I can't have that conversation when I can. And it's just like Desiree pointed out, well, do you feel you're doing it for this? And I'm like, no, that's not why I'm doing it because I view that as that would be me trying to control it. And then when she explained her ways, her like how she did things, I was like, now that I can do. It was just literally my mind was open to it. I was going to say being open-minded is the key. Even yes. if it's not like what you believe mm-hmm. in, like observe, don't attach, observe, don't attach, mm-hmm. observe, exactly. don't attach. Exactly. That's the biggest thing. But if you pirate, I, you're invalid. Yeah. Same. But again, like you all go through it, like your ego is not going to die. Like you're, you're going to have yeah. a, an ego death for a minute where you're like peeling those layers away, but you come back and it's integration and balance. It's integration and yeah. balance over and over. The lessons don't end They're The end of the journey means like you're technically dead in this life and then you're going on to a new journey. So this, this thing in people's mind where when I get to this, then I'll be happy. When I get to this, then I'll lose the weight. When I get to this, I'll give up this vice. When I get to this, then I'll leave them. All of this stuff. It's all programming. You should not feel bad for having these thoughts. Mm -hmm. You should start journaling so you can set your ego aside. You can set your judgment aside and give yourself a safe place. If you don't have a safe person to talk to, but you're in a really fucked up situation like I was, I started riding like a mad person when I was supremely alone with the experiences that I was having because I, even if I had somebody to talk to, it was the wrong soundboard. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I went like I had the writing and then by the grace of God, like I'm in the 90s. So I have this cute little pen pal that I talked to nice. and I got I got someone to talk to for like four hours. We had no idea how we talked and his perspective. I would just be like, why do I listen to you? Like, why do you make sense to me? This awesome. is so crazy. And I would remember like how I felt when I got off the phone with him and I would be like, he literally just untwisted my mind. And that's when we were like kids. So then like fast forward to like 19, I took an eighth of shrooms and walked around a farm for eight hours listening to 311, right? And the, the way that the energy felt is the exact unbinding that I felt after I got off the phone with him. This kid literally felt like taking psilocybin without tripping and just having like we were unwinding each other's bullshit from a different perspective, a trusted perspective right. in a safe place that I wasn't going to run into him at a gas station. He doesn't know my friends. He's not going to tell anybody my secrets. And he's also not going to rip the mask off my face that I've been showing everybody else. Mm-hmm. So That's like important. maybe if we saw each other in person at the time after having it, we would have treated each other like stupid teenagers you know and it'd be like or you see like I would have seen him out in public and been like well that's not I don't know this version of you and it would like make me feel really weird about what we've talked about like I'm like who is the true you but they're they were both him just like they were both me when we saw each other Mm -hmm. so shit like that's really powerful and you have these people that come into your life in and out over and over. And if you recognize that divine guidance, whether it's an idol or an anti-idol, because it's not always going to be an angel. It could be a devil that comes up to you. Yep. But 
you have, you also have to remember, like think back to the Bible, like when it talks about like God speaking, whether, whether he says, let there be light or whatever, that's fine. What he's also letting you know is light comes from darkness and that's everything true. comes from darkness. That's so true. don't be scared of your shadow side. Your shadow side actually really needs a big hug. Well, and it's yin yang, right? It's, it's light and dark integrated. Absolutely. I mm-hmm. love that. And I actually did start journaling again. I had not journaled in years after Cheyenne and I talked about it and I wrote a letter to my shadow self. Mm-hmm. And I was like, to my ego, and I'm like, hey, thanks. Thanks for being this person at this time and for me and loving me enough to protect me. But let me love you through this to Mm -hmm. heal you so we can have, like, this awesome life together. Yeah, get off the floor and get in bed, baby. I'm going to tuck you in. You're safe. That literally (laughs) happened last night. So it's really important that you said that um, because I had a notebook that I wrote in the whole time I was going through one of the worst couple years of my life. And the notebook wasn't even finished, but I was done with this phase, this octave of Cheyenne. Mm -hmm. I was getting ready. Like I was, I was rising into something else. And I wrote myself a letter, did not realize it was at the shadow time, but this was me like verbally getting away from it. And I wrote the letter and I remember at the end of it, like, you know, all my truths are in here, all my heartbreak, all my lies, everything that I don't want to tell anybody. But you know, the main thing you should know is like, she's dead and I killed her. So like I had to really bury that part of myself at the time to deal with all the pressure of the you're not supposed to do this. You're better than this. All this fucking shit that's really annoying when you're trying to breathe and figure out what you're supposed to do. Um, But I didn't know that that was a letter to my shadow self until like 11 years later when I went back. It just makes me want to clap. Like I just feel like applauding like with all the work (laughs) that's been done in this room with all the people. Like all the shedding of skins, all the growth, because I've done a reading on you. I've done a reading on you. I've done a reading on the other person in the room. And I'm like, <laughs> I literally can feel y'all's energy. Like I called uh, Cheyenne one day and I'm like, oh my gosh, why is Desiree so stressed? Like I literally felt like. <laughs> and I said, I said, uh, she's doing taxes. I'm like, and she's oh. like, oh, I said taxes for everybody. And I'm right. like. Oh, honey, because like I just felt it. And Mm -hmm. we have to remember that when you open up your energy to someone, you're always connected until you say no. Yeah, you're always 100% in control. Yes. And I feel people need to know that. Okay. Now that you brought this up, I was getting the episode, but now Desiree has to tell a story. Uh Uh-oh. My bio well, the last bio well that I had, Mm -hmm. I want you um, as best as you can um, talk about the gate and the key and the shutting off the connections and all of that. Okay. So you're comfortable with me sharing. I am. Okay. I mean, I just don't know if like, is there anything that you're like, don't do that. I think you would know what not to bring up right now. Okay. I mean, I didn't think there was anything like that's what I'm revealing. Yeah. Yeah. But the taking your power back, you deciding when it's on, when it's off, like from, Okay. You, you yeah. go. Well, that's how you well ask so permission. well, and so so the bio well is just the measurement of your energy. What you're talking about is like on the table when we do the energy work, which is a little different. Mm-hmm. So um, bio well, we measure the energy. So then we go to the table, which is like a couple of different machines that I use. That's separate from bio well. And then so what you're talking about is when I do my energy work, which is so it's not Reiki. I don't call it Reiki because my guides taught it to me, but it is energy work. Okay. Um, and what I thought was interesting is um, when 
when I decided, I was like, well, maybe I need to get certified in energy work, right? Because everyone wants that piece of paper. Um, and when I started learning about Reiki, um, what my guides taught me was almost exactly like what Reiki is, only there's no symbols involved, but the hands, like which one receives and which one gives and all that was exactly the same. And I'm like, why would I go get certified in something when my guides taught me almost the same thing and it works? So I didn't. But anyway, so, okay, so... Um, so we went into a session. So wait, hold on. This is why I wanted to bring it up. So we did BioWell, and in BioWell, I had born, I'd been working on cutting cords, cutting attachments, consistently auditing, making sure that like things weren't attaching to my energy field and my aura, right? So in BioWell, on the back of like my tailbone, yes, there's this huge attachment. Yes. You can see BioWell attaching to this. Yes. Keep in mind, I just had Reiki two weeks ago where I got a level up from my friend Shauna and a nice reminder about keeping your crown chakra open, protect yourself, do your affirmations. Like, mm-hmm. yes, so we'll you're talk bright, about that. You're bright. You're out there. So, so you've had three BioWells where your energy is measured and we see how things are going. And on your first two BioWells, which have been over the last few years, um, there is no attachment on you at all. And when I see an attachment on a bio well, it comes in through the tailbone. An attachment typically looks like, or what an attachment is, is somebody's energy that has attached onto you, or it is some type of sexual trauma. And that shows up at your tailbone energy on the bio well. Um, that has never been on um, one of your measurements. However, this time you had a huge attachment um, and you have not been sexually traumatized since your last energy. So this is an attachment that has come on to you since then. Right. So this was surprising. I was pissed. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I had worked so hard on setting boundaries, cutting cords, You know, just really like sending love and light, like all that stuff. So I was, I had no idea that this was even a part of my energy field at this point. Right, right, exactly. So um, we go to the table. We're like, hey, let's see if we can work on that. So when I go into somebody's energy field, I always, of course, go through my guides and ask my guides to work with their guides. So I don't ever do anything through me. Um, I always have my guides go to their guides and then their guides do the work and I just kind of watch what's happening. I feel her healing right now, just her talking about it. <laughs> I'm like... Um, <laughs> so um, basically what comes through, so when I ask her guides to step forward, it was kind of funny because um, a gazelle steps forward and this gazelle is just really kind of prancy and it's like, Hey, what's up? And you know, just, you can't see me, but like, I'm kind of prancing back and forth and I'm just really proud. And I'm like, Hey, what's going on? And I'm like, okay, so just one of you showing up, that's fine. Let's get to work, you know? And I, and the gazelle just keeps walking back and forth and he's like, Nope, Nope, Nope. I'm just going to sit here and walk back and forth. And I'm like, well, if you're not here to work, uh, we've got some stuff to do. Because clearly there's an attachment here, you know, like I know we've at least got that to work on. And so like the gazelle just won't move. So I like so I have a uh, knowing 
um, more. So that's my first gift is knowing. So I, um, I know that I need to reach over, pick up this gazelle and just kind of move it to the side in order to, um, I'm like, you know, with all respect, <laughs> pick you up and move you over. Right. And then I also then find out that, okay, so as soon as I let you go, you're going to go right back over there and get in the way again. And I'm like, okay, so then I'm going to go ahead and just wrap you up in this little white string. So I start wrapping up the gazelle and then I know that the string's not going to hold just so I'm like, okay, clamp a, a metal ball around you. Okay, clamp a metal ball. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Right. And so I'm like, I'm going to let Cheyenne know that this gazelle is there, but I'm going to let Cheyenne deal with that later. I'm not going to like, you know, send, I'm not going to like send it away necessarily. That's going to be Cheyenne's to deal with, but I am going to have to get it out of the way because it's not letting the the workers come through. Right. So as soon as I get it in this metal ball, all of a sudden these uh, white furry energy balls of light just like I want to say hundreds of thousands of them just come flooding through this gate and they're like I think of like coming home to your dog like that kind of energy just so happy so excited so like ferociously like just oh Cheyenne oh my god oh my god God." and they just come checking on her they're checking on her are you okay are you okay and they're just loving her and just like you know just all over her and they're they're getting to work and checking on her and fixing her and like the and usually like the guides are the ones that come in and like do all the work right and so I'm like okay so gazelle need to get out of the way but they come through this gate basically and um so they're working on her that's all good and it's a little fuzzy right now for me as far so you might have to remind me you're basically you knew that you went in to help release the attachment but make sure it couldn't reattach so you were trying to figure out a way to block the gate yes so right that was so um i i had a kind of a knowing that this gate needed somehow to have because the little white furry guys were on the other side of the gate right and the gazelle was on this side um and so what i what i knew is that i needed to uh, build a gate in front of this like kind of a wall thing um and so we built a my guides built built the gate um and then um i also knew that um because cheyenne has told me about how she's been shown or told that um her light to the other world is like a pinprick in the darkness that attach that attracts right and so it doesn't always attract good things right it's like it's like you know she's this beam that attracts and so um i also threw a curtain so i was you know shown that i need to throw a curtain on the other side of the gate that she can pull aside when she wants to so that her light isn't so bright. So when she wants to, she can pull the curtain open and say, you can now come see me. And she can close it when she's not wanting to be open to receive. Um, so then that happened. And then I was also shown that, like, she's the one that gets to choose when this gate is open to be um, received, right? So I was shown a key. So I locked the gate, took the key, and... Um, I basically placed it in her in her hand directly inside of one of her fingers so that she can use that to unlock the gate. And then like her little furry things just kind of stayed inside of her little aura energy ball. 
And then I call my little scrubbing bubbles. Yeah, yeah, little fuzzy scrubbing like, bubbles. Oh, That's exactly shit, what they were like. Your is so dirty. Like yeah. you just took well, like a road trip and there's bugs all over your windshield. That's what I think about it. <laughs> well, I didn't see anything dirty. It was more just kind of like they were like, we're finally home, you yeah. know. Well, and, I remember you said it was like a, yeah. a mother dog coming to her puppies and they're like, what's going on? Is she okay? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, um, of course, when, uh, when Cheyenne... I guess it wasn't asleep, but I'll call it wake up, woke mm-hmm. up and I was telling her about it. I was like, just so you know, your gazelle's there. You can go get it if you want to. But, you know, there you go. Yeah. And yeah. Um, the reason I had you bring that up is because like giving permission, getting permission, yes. um, the access that you have, like if you sit down to give somebody an energy reading and they're they're so skeptical that they're closed off, you're not going to get shit from them. Right. You're going to you're going to give them a basic Oh, you're an Aquarius. Cool. You know what I mean? But if you really like you come in and you feel safe and you want to open up, that's why you kind of like talk to them beforehand, not so you can reiterate what they say to you through a tarot card, but you're giving access to each other's energy. And the more that I got into studying energy and the permission that I have to give, but also the control that I have was really powerful for me and still to this day in my self-care and protecting myself, auditing, cutting cords, um, understanding what raises my vibration and what lowers it. Um, what vices do I have that keep me from my purpose and what I'm willing to lose right now, what I'm willing to deal with and move on and move forward. And you portray such a great story and so many references for those forms of awakening that I know so many people are going through. And I can't tell you how many times I've beaten myself up with knowing I'm not supposed to beat myself up because I'm like, you, you fucking know better. Like, you know, that it's where you're at. I understand. But to break it down to where you, you, the control's coming back to you what you aren't changing you're choosing and this suffering that you keep putting on everybody else like oh because this happened to me and oh because this is happening right now and did it that suffering is of yours and it might take a little bit to unbind it Rome wasn't built in a day that's true but like for some people's lives completely explode and they rebuild some were going to take a Jenga block at a time and put the correct block back in and that's okay too and I think you are really good at doing that Yes, and also, like, I know the times that people had to deal with my shit when they didn't deserve it. I'm the same way. But they did. But it's like, that's how you know who loves you. Like, I may tell you this, but I'm loving you. I may tell you, I'm going to love you from a distance because that is what is going to allow me to keep respecting you. Because right now you're being so disrespectful towards yourself. You know, like my ex. My ex, it's very it's very hard to have someone that you love, no matter what anybody else thinks of them, battle addiction. I see people are like, oh my gosh, poor addicts. Yeah, poor addicts, but what caused the addicts? What is this, you know, is this his is this generational is it past life is it inner child all of this stuff like what what is going on to this person and you know those who are like oh well i'm just gonna do this so i can if your purpose in life is to cause harm to another by and that's how you use that as motivation to further yourself honey just whoever you are look in the mirror please Mm -hmm. and be like what's wrong with me 
get your focus off of everybody else. Focus on yourself. Like, I will be single until I can truly say I love me for me, even at my weakest point. Because I it, I will be the first one that will deflect how I need to view myself and how I need to move my life forward to focus on that person's stuff. And it's a help thing. Well, like I said, it's definitely be a, it, it is a to-be-continued story, which is Amen. why I wanted you to come Thank on. You. Because we're all in the to-be-continued so as much as I appreciate you being here and as much we as we go. could keep talking, well, mm-hmm. I have something else to talk about now. Okay, um, go. We all know what time it is. It's music time. Music. So uh, today's track is sponsored by Vitality Exposed Concert Photography. Go check her out. The link's down below. And I've picked a song by Neovi, who also does our theme song. Love Neovi. But uh, yes. the track is called Bang. This is me. I know, right? <laughs> Came in with a bang. Um, the song is so freaking good. And I did a minute and 42 second clip because when the beat drops, the beat drops. So I'll link the song below because I need everybody to play this loud in their car. Because when that beat <laughs> drops, you're you're like, yeah, you're, you're feeling like, it, man. It. So um, again, thank you so much for coming and being thank vulnerable. You, you said a lot of crazy things. You will be coming back. But right now, this is a... Thank you for allegedly being here with us today. Thank you for you're allegedly being here. I'm allegedly here. Uh, again, Neo Vibe Bang, download it, let them know what you think. Love you guys. Oh.